This is the Mission Control Podcast. Hello, everybody. Happy Australia Day. Woo! Whatever that means. Um, I'm sitting here with Jez Watts. How are you going, Jez? Oh, I'm just uh, really enjoying uh, the celebration of genocide. <laughs> oh, well, thing, as, a, as a white guy, uh, I really feel like that is my day. Um, <laughs> any genocide-based holiday, like Thanksgiving, Australia Day, I feel like the, those are my holidays. Oh, um, I'm so glad you're here already. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> any minority shouldn't be celebrating. Um, it's the majorities. People, yeah. Yeah. I just lo- I love hearing foreign people like uh, uh, say it wrong. They're like Happy Australian Day, and, and it's just like it symbolizes how no, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's like what it's what are angry we... glassing cunts Australian Day. <laughs> yeah. They're not happy at all. Like uh, j- just that er- error in the way they say it, it like makes me just think about what what are we actually celebrating? Like I don't want to step on well, anyone's this is, toes. This is the thing. I, yeah. I I literally don't give a shit yeah. about Australia yeah. Day at mm-hmm. all. Uh, like uh, I live in South Perth, so the foreshore is there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anything, I resent the day. Yeah. Uh, because it is going to be really hard to get home later. Yeah. Um, Noisy, rubbish, yeah. rubbish everywhere. I think patriotism is kind of stupid. Like, actually, like, <laughs> I'm really lucky to be in Australia and, like, from Australia. Yeah. Um, like, I've travelled around a fair bit. I've lived in other places, even cool places. Um, Australia is a really good place to be a poor person, <laughs> which I have always been. Like, I grew up, like, lower middle class or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, as I became, as I reached my majority, uh, I just uh, kept on a downward trend. Yeah. In terms, like, socioeconomically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now, like, I've got, like, a girlfriend with a good job, and that's great because, like, we love each other, and I hope she continues to love me. Yeah. Because I'm now pretty dependent on her. Because yeah. comedy don't, don't pay the bills. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Don't die or anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Or, or yeah, just fall out of love. That yeah. That would be a real... Definitely. Yeah. That would be a real... I, lo- I love how you said that. I-, I love her, blah, blah, blah. But, you know... <laughs> I love her. As, you know, if, she's, if you're listening, honey, uh, I love you. I don't really. No, I do. I do. She's pretty. Yeah, great. The, there's been a lot of talk on uh, Facebook and stuff uh, on on uh, on the socials, the social medias about um, you know changing the day, blah blah blah. Like, why did we have to choose this specific day? It, it, it is yeah. a pretty good question. I mean, like, it, it's weird because a lot of people, like a lot of my friends that that uh, um, kind of justify why they celebrate it which is all fine like what I, are their I, justifications well it's like look i i celebrate it for the reasons that i mm-hmm. celebrate it like uh, this is sure. like i love this country blah 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 and i'm like yeah but can't you do that every day like but, like like why why this particular day like yeah, yeah. what like cuz this isn't really known well, this is the thing right i mean now it's kind of entrenched as to that this is the day that australia yeah. is yeah but uh, I think the only reason that you wouldn't shift it, or like the government probably wouldn't shift it, is because mm-hmm. like the other only other day that kind of makes sense in terms of like what the days in celebration of would be the date of federation, mm-hmm. which is New Year's Day, which is already a public holiday. Yeah, and motherfuckers ain't going to give up an extra public holiday in their year. You got to fill that quota of yeah, yeah. So either you need to have like two days off, <laughs> which actually probably would work out pretty well. Yeah, like I would actually like to have. Yeah, I'd like to have like an extra day. Maybe after like the New first, Year's, like I'm already getting trashed, I'll get double trash. Exactly, yeah. And I got two days off. All right, I think we just solved racism. Exactly, that's uh, it. Just sweep congratulations, Daryl. Sweep it under the carpet. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, you could have like the 31st, the first, and the second off. 
Yeah. And that, that will be like a long weekend, like uh, yeah, Happy New Year and Happy good. Being Australian Day. Yeah. <laughs> Being a, yeah, happy being Australian. Happy being Australian Day, yeah. uh, as opposed to like this day where uh, we yeah um, yeah we all know what happened, uh, I guess. But it's weird. It's it's kind of like you know like everyone who's a Christian will pick out what they want about the religion that's sure. good. Yeah, yeah. Like sure. they'll cherry pick that, and then all the bad shit. They're like, well, you know, that doesn't apply to me. That's yeah, not how absolutely. I celebrate. I think that's a so, common yeah. like human approach to complex problems. Mm-hmm. Is just that you pick a solution. And then whatever data, like, doesn't support support that solution, Mm -hmm. you just ignore it. (laughs) Because life is pretty complicated. And I've already got my solution. Like, can you maybe not take my solution away? Because I'm really happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a... It's, it's a pretty it's, terrible situation. It is, is and it's um, really touching. Like uh, I remember, like five years ago, if you even like questioned Australia Day or Anzac Day, you would get crucified. Well, that's the thing, yeah, depending on yeah. who you're talking to, you exactly. still get glassed. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, for for sure. Like I mean, uh, I think a, a good democracy, like mm-hmm. you should question that kind of stuff. This is why I think patriotism's dumb. Yeah, is because if you're like super patriotic you won't brook any discussion. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, this country's the best. It's like that idea, again, of starting with your solution and then just, oh, okay, yeah, I know. Oh, the Mozos are getting it bad, but, I mean, they're Mozos, you know? Like, that's that's the kind of level of argument when you start as a patriot. Yeah. If you just start as a person, be like, okay, well, these are the things I don't like about this country. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was just thinking on the way here, like, because, um, you know, the proper opposite to the Aboriginal people uh, is not um, is not Af- is not African-Americans. Mm-hmm. The proper opposite is the Native Americans. Yeah. Because they were the native people, uh, the English landed, and they genocided the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, but, like, average people didn't get casinos. <laughs> That's actually the only difference, right? That is the they got, like, more or less wiped out. Their culture was really, like, savagely, savagely yeah. destroyed. Mm. And they've just got a few little pockets left, mm-hmm. which, like, the Native Americans have as well. But yeah. that you can gamble in those ones. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. average people don't have gambling. Yeah. Appar- um, apparently, that's, like, even that is, like, a huge stereotype. Because the, the percentage that actually own I know, it's casinos like, is, like, well, it's, really yeah, low. It's, like, it's yeah. like, yeah, a couple of, little tr- couple of tribes, a couple of representatives. It's, like, those four. Tribes have yeah. it. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah. And, but that being said, like, there are uh, not many Native Americans left either. So no, no. I actually don't know what the percentages are. Yeah, neither but, do I. Um, but um, apparently, yeah, that, that, but, that whole idea that they own all the casinos is, like, a really... Yeah. Um, but you're right. Yeah, jeez. Shit. Wow. Questioning. Anyway, casinos for everyone. Questioning. Uh, actually, casinos are the worst. I hate gambling. Gambling's also bad. Well, yeah, it's it's terrible. Have it's you been over to like Melbourne and places where like, I have, like yeah. pokey machines are everywhere? Yeah, you go into like a regular pub and there'd be a pokey machine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like a bunch of old people lined up yeah. to like put what little life savings they have left yeah. into this machine, and they're they're just pulling the lever. They're like zombified. No, absolutely. They've been there for like twelve hours, and they they do the look in their eyes is like it's not one of like happiness. It's like, no exactly. It's like someone like I feel like I feel like their cigarette. hope yeah. is that like when they hit the jackpot and the lights all go, yeah. it'll induce a heart attack <laughs> or a stroke, and, and then their die. sad life will finally draw to a close. <laughs> Subconsciously, that's probably what they want. Yeah, yeah I mean, now that I think about it, that's what I want for them as well, because I'm a really good guy, <laughs> dude. So you you've had like a pretty good. Um, well, it's 2016 now, but uh, it is 2016. You you've had a pretty good t- 2015. You've uh, you've had a lot of MC spots. You've opened for a lot of cool people. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I've, I've been really lucky. Yeah, uh, I've also lucky, been... or are you really good? I'm not that good. No. I'm uh, well. I'm a, I'm alright. I'm uh, this thing. I've been, <laughs> I'm alright. I've been doing it for what three years now. 
Um, and they say it takes eight years to get good, mm-hmm. uh, which is, doesn't necessarily mean eight years to make it. Yep. Just eight years to be like happy with what you're producing. Okay. I'm yep. happy with like my growth, but I feel like most of my friends at a similar level are just like way funnier than me on stage. Okay. But they don't have my hustle. <laughs> And there's a lot of people I was just, like, sending emails to being like, hey, I noticed this thing is happening or that thing's happening. I think I'd be perfect for it. I actually know loads of people who'd be way better. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't emailing. Yeah. So that's okay. the thing. Like, you've got to be good enough to do the thing. Like, I've done the things well enough that they weren't, like, unhappy with me. Like, they were like, yeah, good job. Uh, but if you're not one of the people who's talking to them about doing it, you mm-hmm. never get a chance to prove it. No, you've, you've got to like. That's really be what it is. Like, you've got to hustle in their face, and you've got to be pushing for. for and then, yeah, once yeah. you get one thing, then then they just assume that you can do that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's another beautiful. So you're a fraud, basically. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, oh, no, I'm definitely. <laughs> I'm fraudulent. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no. I mentioned like, how I'm using my girlfriend to survive, didn't I? At the beginning yeah, of this exactly, show, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, uh, sugar she's, mama. She's wonderful, and I love her. And, um, <laughs> it's true, man. It's it's the same with uh with music. You know, I, I come from the the music world, but you know, it's like. You've got to be out. You've got to be pushing your your stuff mm. all the time. Like it's there's never a day when there's no reason to to be pushing it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things like I sort of adopted for 2015, mm-hmm. like went like going into that year, where like I set like a huge list of goals and uh, and I put a Seinfeld like has this thing where you, like you have every day of the year up on the wall and like a calendar mm-hmm. and you cross off the days that you write and then like you try to keep the runs going and like if you mm-hmm. see you haven't written. And then you think you do it, and so I, I started using like a lot of um, sort of motivationy things to move forward in comedy because I think it's easy in art yeah. to be like, oh yeah, like I did a cool thing or whatever, and have no metric, yeah, and just be like, yeah, I'm I'm doing great, mm. and uh, I think metrics help me. Help, they certainly help me to hustle for things where I'm yeah. like oh I've got to do this thing like the year's drawing to a close mm-hmm. um, so yeah now I like write every day well yeah you have you have like seasons and windows and you're like look this will be a good time in a lead like you have momentum in mind like you have a path kind of mm. laid out as opposed to like alright that was good I can like chill out for the next three months yeah yeah you know exactly I mean? yeah, although, yeah. although it can be its own sort of like brain fuck to <laughs> have a path in mind especially in, in comedy yeah because like every time I've had like a big success then I'm like okay great every gig from now on for the rest of my life is gonna be sweet yeah. and then like it's it's only ever been a week to two weeks <laughs> that I've just had a savage defeat <laughs> and I've had to sort of huddle into a ball uh, and just cry and cut and <laughs> deal with it however I can um, there's a there's a great comic in Perth like Sam Cribb uh, yeah. who you may, may or may not know yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember after I I think I had uh, like I supported Joe Mandy in this last year that was like the first big thing I got okay um, and so after doing that the gig went great it was like big thing and I met Joe Mandy he's a cool dude we smoked pot <laughs> so we're best friends forever um, doesn't follow me on Twitter though so fuck him yeah. uh, but yes but I went to Sam like, at a party like a couple days later I was like hey man like I did this thing it's so great I just feel like everything's gonna be perfect in comedy now and uh, Sam just looked me straight in the eyes and like rested a hand on my shoulder and he said like hey man it's all gonna fall apart <laughs> And the glee in his eyes as he saw, like, my crestfallen look. Yeah. I was just like, man, comedians are bad people. <laughs> but also honest. Like, it's, it's totally true. Yeah, It's yeah. totally a true thing. Like, you can't ever think that, oh, yeah, okay, now I had one one success, now everything's going to be a straight shot. No, no. You know, it's always going to be up and down. And, and funnily enough, that, that fear 
that I guess it's weird when, when I see all creative people, whether they be in music, art, or like comedy, they do have that crippling self doubt. Yeah, in yeah. a way that propels them into doing great things. Yeah, in a way, I, like I, I, I think there's a healthy level of doubt and there's a crippling level yeah, yeah, where definitely. you know it's, it's paralyzing. Yeah, like, I always veer. Know. Yeah, I sort of veer too far towards like the self-doubt the anxiety all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. then i have to sort of bring it back to a, a healthier medium yeah but there's this great uh venn diagram that was like a, a meme at one point mm-hmm. i think it was something like uh one side was crippling self-doubt and the other side was overwhelming confidence yeah and it, where they intersect is where art exists yeah and i think that's yeah. very true i think you mm-hmm. need to, you need to believe that you are you need to almost be like an incredible narcissist to want to do art mm-hmm. because you want a bunch of strangers to listen or see to whatever you created mm-hmm. and that's really ballsy yeah but then also like if you believe that everything you do is great you're only going to make shitty art mm-hmm. so uh, you've got to kind of hate yourself as well yeah and I, I think it, it's also a matter of being exposed. Yeah. Like, you've got to kind of open yourself up and just be 100% transparent. Like, obviously, in, well, that's in, the- in very varying degrees. Like, some, yeah, pe- yeah. some people will uphold an image and stuff like that, which is cool. But, um... That's something I've had to actually back away from. Yeah, I yeah. Start, well, thing I started comedy, and I was like, yeah, great. Everything I say on stage is going to be 100% true. It's going to be me all the time. I hate it when people, like make up things that mm-hmm. are not true for yeah. laughs yeah which is kind of the definition of being a comedian <laughs> yeah. which i spent a year just being like oh yeah i'm gonna say all these true things I, i've like done a lot of interesting stuff and i think it was interesting to hear but i wasn't applying any craft to it mm-hmm. whatsoever and that's the thing i've in the last year especially i've like had to come to terms with mm-hmm. that yeah i have to change the events of a story or I have to heighten them to, to mm-hmm. different events or I have to simplify other things. You're refining your, your, that, your art. Well, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. You have mm-hmm. to actually, you know, be a craftsman about it mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to just be like, blah, 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 here's some true shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, obviously I've gotten funnier because now I'm actually applying the rules of comedy to comedy as opposed to just being a storyteller mm-hmm. or... Um, or just a crazy man in the street? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to hear the unvarnished truth about you or anyone. Like, yeah. even people who've been doing it 20 years, they've been doing it 20 years in order to present it as if it's true when they've applied craft to it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell when a three-year comic has, like, changed details often. But for Louis C.K., you're like, wow, he really did, like, jerk off that rat on the subway <laughs> uh, and bring it to orgasm and then spit in his mouth. Yeah, like, yeah. like, you believe it in the moment because yeah. he's just so damn believable. Yeah. Uh, and that's 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely psychology as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's how you... Like, every story on paper looks a certain way, but when you deliver it a certain way, Mm. it's going to be different. Like, you know, ten different comics could read the same bit, and it's, you know, ten varying outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. And Um, and it's bizarre. Like, same with music, even. You know, like, you know, you can get, like, ten people playing the one drum beat, but you're going to get the flavor of everyone, you know, Mm. injected in there. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the thing that that you were saying, that you can't just be raw and transparent without any uh, consideration as to the people consuming it. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just be like, this is it. Like, yeah. I I guess you can get pretty far, but like... I mean, yeah, I think... Eventually, you have to address what people are hearing and how you can make things better and quicker and more succinct. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, there's loads of... um 
Yeah, like, I don't know much about music, so I... Mm. I, I Neither do I. I yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> on the same level then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, as far, yeah, as far as sort of, uh, I guess the, the comedy approach to that, like, there's loads of jokes that I think are hilarious. Yeah. That I've put in front of people. Turns out, like, no one else thinks those things are hilarious mm-hmm. or at all funny. And in fact, they're very disconcerting yeah. and they would rather I leave. And they're disturbed by it. Yeah. yeah they're, they're just like, <laughs> I, re- you ruined my night you yeah. know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I still think they're funny. <laughs> But I've got to accept, because, like, I'm in an artistic medium, especially because mm. one of live performance, mm-hmm. that if a bunch of people, especially, like, if they're not fuckwits, <laughs> and, like, I've, we've got, like, some rooms where I'm like, no, 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 you people are wrong. Yeah. And there's some, and there's most of the rooms in Perth or whatever, like, it's a pretty good audience. Yeah. Uh, but if they all agree at the same time that it's not funny, it's like, all right, well, I guess that's just my thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I can never say that in front of people again. Or yeah. if I do, I'll get arrested or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I might have said some hate crimes. <laughs> just, you know, full no, disclosure. No, no, you're right. I mean, like, uh, it comes that, yeah, same thing with music. Like, you you, can, you expect... You play hate crimes? <laughs> that is what I've heard about you. Um, <laughs> like, you, you'll, you'll expect a certain thing to get a certain reaction, mm. and then that's not what you get. Yeah, and and then, yeah. it, it, then it comes that process where you have to address certain things and mm-hmm. be real about it. Like, okay, why didn't they like that? Is it my delivery? Well, that's, yeah. Is it like the... It's the, often very complicated. Yeah, the riff itself. Is it the lyrics? What is it that they're not getting about that? But um, I often find the, the one thing that does connect with people is when it's relatable. Sure. And if it makes you think... Um, I think when people are laughing, uh, especially with comedy, like when they're in a vulnerable state, mm. that's when they're kind of open to laughing and, and maybe questioning things about themselves. And yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's the thing. I, yeah, think, yeah. I think comedy is an incredible art form for mm. that. Yeah. Because, yeah, if if you get someone to laugh, especially you get them to laugh a lot, mm-hmm. then that they have to be trusting you yeah. for that. Exactly. And it's that's the time yeah. where you can be like, say this thing that, you know, maybe you find true and a lot of reasonable fe- people find true, mm-hmm. but maybe, you know, like there's just a bunch of racists out there for some reason still. <laughs> yeah. It's 2016. And I don't understand that. Then you yeah. can make, and you can address that in a clever way. Yeah. Um, like I've got this bit that I'm doing at the moment. Like I used to be, I guess I'm technically still a neuroscientist. Yeah. I'm a real shitty one and they're kicking me out. You, you oh, okay. So, well, right, so I'm, okay. I'm still technically enrolled in my doctorate, okay. but I stopped doing science like three months ago. I thought, so did you leave or did they kick you out? Uh, if you want to talk It's about. a combination. Okay, combination. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, like, so, all right. So, what happened was, uh, I'll, you'll have to remind me where we were at, but I'll okay, say this thing. Okay, sure, yeah. All right. I'll um, forget for sure. Okay, cool. Well, it's where, we'll, it'll go where it goes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, about maybe six months ago... Uh, I started getting some cool things in comedy and like so things started to happen for me and at, like my whole time in comedy I've been a research scientist I started out doing like genetics and uh, stuff something called bioinformatics boring I won't get into it um, but then I moved into neuroscience and like I was working hard and I was doing well uh, at science and I was doing okay at comedy and then about six months ago like I started getting better at comedy and getting busier and also like my my comedy company like Infinite Jest like started getting more, more popular and more time consuming so then I stopped I just started doing less and less science but I was still getting paid the same amount of money because I'm on like a scholarship uh, and I was still supposed to be doing 40 hours of science a week so about three months I did maybe on average let's say 20 hours a week so I was doing half as much as I was supposed to do 
But then I started, I started having even less time, and I was like, oh, you know what? I, I have to focus on comedy. That's I never planned to be a scientist in the end anyway. I just want to do this doctorate and, and be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And really, that's a bad motivation is keep doing it. Um, so I just said, okay, cool. Well, now what I'll do is I'll just stop going in completely, and I'll see what happens. <laughs> and so I did that. And nobody contacted me for about six weeks, eight weeks. And then eventually, like, I got one, my, one of my supervisors emailed me. Hey, like, we haven't caught up in a while. I haven't seen you in a bit. In a bit. I guess he assumed I was just working from home or whatever. Like, let's catch up and go over what you've done. And I emailed him back. Hey, I'm doing a run of gigs in Sydney right now. Uh, I haven't been in for, th- for two or three months. Uh, I'm going to have to stop. And so he emailed me back. Well, that's very surprising. Let's meet. Uh, I came back into town. I met with them, and I was like, hey, guys, sorry, I'm a comedian now. Uh, and they were, like, totally cool about it, which I never expected. I thought they were going to, like, physically beat me yeah. for wasting their grant money and wasting their time. There's all these researchers waiting on me to do it. And they were like, no, listen, I, instead of, like, com- leaving completely right now, why don't you just do half again as much as you were doing for until March? And we'll still get them paid the same money. And then you submit this as a, as a master's. You've done almost um, enough work to do a master's. Oh, that's really great. You guys are fantastic. And so I worked at that for about two weeks. And uh, I haven't been back in. Wow. But okay. I'm still getting paid. <laughs> I've been paid. How does that work? Well, this is the thing, man. <laughs> like, it, the money got allocated to me. Okay. So it's just still coming. It's coming from the government, you know? It's not coming from their pockets. You're going to have to pay it back, are you? <laughs> nope. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how this works. Uh, your you tax, s- you've spent your tax dollars at work, or uh, <laughs> possibly your parents. I don't know if you yeah. pay tax. Um, but yeah, so in March, uh, mid March, uh, right around the time I get back from running gigs in Adelaide, mm-hmm. uh, that money will end. Okay, but until then, I still have that money, and uh, so that's what I've been living on and like sort of subsidizing my art. I've taken it as an art grant, even though they gave it to me to cure spinal cord injury forever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what they say is laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> so I think it's fine. I think all those people in wheelchairs really want me to come up with a new dick joke this month, as opposed well, to helping them walk. Yeah, exactly. Don't you? Yeah, totally, man. It's so laudable. Man, who... <laughs> if you're... La- yeah, you can't walk, but you're laughing. I mean, man, what's better? Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, you know, I take I, the laughing. So, yeah, I mean, I couldn't pick out of those two things. Yeah. Really. That's um, insane. So, do, do they... What was the last contact you've had, like... The last contact I had was... I, I did, like, do some work for those, like, okay. two weeks. Are they going to be cool with, with you doing that? Probably I'm more, not. like, worried about you. But. Like, I imagine <laughs> they're going to be upset with me. <laughs> yeah. uh, although, weirdly enough... Like, eight people from my lab are coming to my solo show this week. Yeah. Uh, I had a joke that I was going to put in, like, about how I've been essentially defrauding the government. um, And, like, you know, funneling this research money just so I can run a comedy Mm -hmm. show out of the lab. Mm -hmm. I had that in the show. And then these eight people said, hey, we're coming to see your thing to support you, even though you screwed us over. Yeah. And I was like, oh, just take that out of the show. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to rub this directly in their faces. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I think I'll probably try after this money runs out because then Fringe will yeah. be over. I'll probably try and actually s- cobble together what I've done mm-hmm. uh, and submit it, but it'll be like after I stop getting paid. Yeah. But until then, like, I- I'm just too busy. Yeah. I, c- I can't do both things. Yeah, they-, they probably, funnily enough, actually respect you for doing that. 
Well, that's, that's what research, I found anyway. This is the thing. Yeah, research yeah. science is like <laughs> it's not a growth industry. Mm. It's not a well-paid profession. Yeah. Um, it's tough, like for, even for job security. Mm-hmm. Um, they like they made a lot of jokes when I said like oh, I'm going to leave to be a comedian about how like ah you'll probably get paid more money and um, you know that's very silly and fun of them. Uh, comedy is the worst paid thing I've ever done, <laughs> yeah. and I've been a fire extinguisher repairman. <laughs> that is not like a high echelon job in society. Yeah. Uh, I think they charge something like three dollars per extinguisher. Jeez. So I got like a portion of that, a small like, portion. It's like a newspaper route. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I probably would have made more yeah. delivering a newspaper, yeah, and I yeah. would have really enjoyed it more. <laughs> yeah. Like pulling apart fire extinguisher. Like the first time you empty a fire extinguisher, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Like the hundredth time in a day, yeah. and where you just like fiddling with rubber seals it's terrible yeah it is the worst job i've ever had jeez yeah. it'd be so repetitive and i nearly got court-martialed as well so really that's my that's my baseline <laughs> <laughs> while on the job uh yeah i mean well while while i was repairing fire extinguishers yeah no no no. i got court-martialed uh well nearly got court-martialed i got brought up on charge okay you know uh when i was in the army as we, oh, okay. as we all do. You're in the army. I was, I was. I you was, have... I was a bad soldier. You are a treasure trove of, of stories, it seems. Of bad decisions. Bad decisions. <laughs> Mainly. But at yeah. least you're I'm like... very poorly suited. But at least you, you, you're learning lessions, I guess, out of it, right? Yeah, don't join the army. Yeah, don't join the it's army. It's terrible. What did you it's do a, in the army? This time. is amazing. I was a, uh, I was a rifleman. Okay. Uh, infantry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just, you know, people who... Front di- lines. Dig ditches. Yeah, I was never, like, on front lines. I mean, yeah. I got deployed to Malaysia mm-hmm. uh, for three months, and that was cool, although I don't like leeches so much. I don't like and the heat there. Well, the humidity, <laughs> man, is what kills you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was actually the place that I got brought up on charges twice. Okay. Uh, the first time, it was for nothing. I just, you know, shot my gun when I wasn't supposed to shoot my gun. <laughs> that was fine. You're excited. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's exciting. <laughs> Exciting holding a gun. Yeah. So you shoot it a few times. Um, <laughs> so that was the first time. Uh, second time... Um, the second time, like, people were already upset at me because I kind of got off really light on the first charge. Okay. Uh, and everyone was very surprised. Like, sort of the talk of the deployment. Like, how did this guy get away with it? Like, like well, whose dick did he suck? <laughs> um, and then, so the second time I got charged with something, it was... I was charged with being drunk on duty. Okay. And, you know, full disclosure, I was not drunk, but I was savagely hungover. Uh. And after being charged, like after the guy said, like you know, you're drunk and I and I hate you, um, which I thought was unprofessional of him. Uh, I went to the medics and I was like, hey, give me a breath test or whatever. I'm definitely not drunk. I just feel like shit. And um, they ne- they didn't have anything to test me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the end, I I still got brought up on the charges, but they didn't really have like hard evidence. And I got like a police prosecutor, like a retired police prosecutor, to handle my defense for me. He brought in like he brought in a doctor to swear testimony that I could not possibly have been drunk because of the types of alcohol I was drinking the night before and like when I stopped drinking and it was a huge thing and they they like tried to get me and they failed and then so twice I'd like dodged the bullet and for the rest of that deployment like Everyone's I just hated you. I just sat in my bunk <laughs> yeah. and I was like that's cool guys like I'm not going anywhere I'm not going to do anything yeah. and when I got back I ran away <laughs> As you do. Yeah. I mean, I asked for leave. Yeah. I got leave for like a month mm-hmm. and I just didn't come back. That's crazy, man. Yeah. 
That is insane. Like it I, is actually weird that I never went to prison. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm really glad. I'm yeah. glad it worked out that way. But it's yeah. kind of odd. Like it's yeah. like yeah, like you tried to put me in military jail twice. Yeah. Then I ran away. <laughs> Shouldn't you then Dude, I, follow I, through with the initial threats? I have a couple of friends that um are from Singapore because oh, yeah. the the army service there is compulsory. It is so indeed. It's like, yeah. Um, my yeah, uh, um, my I, girlfriend's brother has just started doing that. Actually, yeah. Cool. yeah, oh, yeah. Is she um, uh, from Singapore? She is Singaporean. Oh, yeah. cool. oh, I mean, she's kind of from she's from Singapore and China and America. She's yeah. like you know, like tri-culture kids or yeah. whatever, that whole term. Dude, you nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're um, a lucky dude, man. The, the food must be fucking awesome, right? It's she cook, pretty amazing. Does she cook really well? She does, yeah. man. Like <laughs> I spend the whole first part of the relationship being like, no, let's both cook. Yeah, like like we'll have it. And eventually, you're like, egalitarian all right. relationship. And I'm out. The thing is, yeah, she just <laughs> didn't like anything I made. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I guess if you want to cook all the time, and uh, she does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy because she works way harder than me. I'm, I I don't think I, I I don't think I take comedy lightly. Mm-hmm. But it's like she's a veterinarian, mm-hmm. so she spends half a day like murdering the things that she loves because that's what veterinarians have to do. Like yeah. they got like this high suicide rate of any profession, hugely long hours, really intense it's work, tough, like, yeah. stuff, surgeries and things because she's got life and death in her hand mm-hmm. then she goes and does all the shopping she won't let me shop because she says I bring the wrong things home <laughs> which I do I bring home nangs and weed a lot um, <laughs> but you know nangs and weed are great um, oh my God. but yeah so she does all the shopping like after these long days of work uh, then she does all the cooking because she doesn't think I can cook well enough mm-hmm. so I just have this blissful existence and like I mentioned before how she's helping me live financially yeah, as well yeah. right so basically like if she didn't exist I would have died of exposure <laughs> That's the situation I'm in. And I'm very lucky. I tell her every day, I'm so lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so lucky, blah, blah, blah. Give me some food. Yeah. That's That's insane. You've got the fully-fledged sugar mama there. It's pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I do clean. I clean the house. Yeah. And she pays me allowance for that. (laughs) She gives you pocket money for cleaning She literally does, by the way. That is actually a true thing. Uh, We negotiated it. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, you can get those little, like, robot things now to clean your house anyway. Like, those... <laughs> yeah, we, we just bought BB8. Like, um, we don't need another one. Oh fuck, are you a BB's, fan? BB's so fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I am. I, re- I really am. Uh, I know a lot of people complained about the the new one. I um, I thought it. I thought it was pretty well executed. Mm. I thought it was some. I thought it was fairly true to Lucas's initial vision. Mm-hmm. And the whole like, you know, like they're repeating the story beats in similar ways, like that whole sort of poetic rhyming thing with the other parts of the trilogy. Yep. I, I'm cool with that. And I think yeah, it needed yeah. to have that connection to the previous movies to sort of just treat all the fanboys well enough. Mm-hmm. And that the next two can be kind of more their own thing. Yeah. And this was maybe like a sort of a, a connector, you know, between the new versus yep. the old Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. did you like it? Did you like it? I movie? loved it. Yeah. Um, I took my. I went opening night? Did you? I. No, I went like Loser. a. Loser! <laughs> I went like a month later to avoid all the nerds. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. All right. I, well, you know, <laughs> I was dressed as a stormtrooper. It's uh, pretty cool. Um, I took my sister to see it. Um, she she's like thirty five, but she's seen like the past ones, and she okay. was a bit skeptical about this one. Yeah. Um, like I, I've seen the past ones, but it's been like a good like f- ten, fifteen years since I've seen them. Okay. So both of us were like pretty fresh to mm-hmm. like the whole Star Wars thing again, but it was great. Yeah, we were I all like laughing, like genuinely laughing, like 
actually like um, just mesmerized by the visuals and stuff mm. like that. Ray was great. Like Daisy, oh, Daisy Ridley is amazing. Absolutely, all yeah. of them have have been like really, yeah, really good. And I like the well, fact that, that yeah, I thought the casting was mm. fantastic. I love the fact that they were they weren't known. Actors, yes, Un- you know? well, that's I the thing. Unknowns that. are always about as long as they yeah. can act. Like mm. unknowns are the best. Yeah. Um, like twenty eight days later was cool. Yeah. Because at the time, uh, what was the guy's name? Killian Murphy, I think. Killian Murphy. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. At the time, like no one had seen him in anything. You get to see his penis. Well, hey man, for, like, he's got a good a penis. <laughs> oh no, I mean like I freeze framed that for a while. <laughs> um, but that's the thing; you don't bring any other associations to it. Exactly. You see Brad yeah. Pitt in a, in a movie. Yeah. You in your head, in the back of your mind somewhere, you have yeah. every role Brad Pitt's been in. He's been like a hundred different people. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's always a vampire secretly yeah. or whatever. Exactly, and you're like, that's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, I've seen him in a million things. Um, but, yeah, it was great. Um, I didn't find it cheesy. Uh, I didn't find it... Yeah, I, like, it, it got me so into Star Wars that I started collecting trading cards. Wow. Which I haven't done for... You called me a nerd. <laughs> I Come know. on, buddy. That's... I know, I know. I love <laughs> it. Um, but, like, I haven't collected cards since, like... I don't know, primary school. Yeah, but, um, yeah probably, probably the same for me. What I really learned about training cards though it's not even about the cards it's about the people that you meet along the way this sounds yeah. so no, 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 <laughs> no I think it's a true thing yeah. um, and like, ma- like, like popping pin- stuff in the mail to trade like, right I haven't yeah, trades, I haven't trades are a huge part of it I, I, see, I, saying, I never do this right? yeah, yeah, yeah. but I know about the culture like um, I'm a huge like uh, video game geek like mm-hmm. gamer guy uh, there's a convention called PAX that's yep. Penny Arcade Expo mm-hmm. and they have a thing called Penny Arcade which is like a pin trading thing yep. under the total brand of of yep. Penny Arcade mm-hmm. and yeah from what I understand like that's a huge part is just meeting people with a similar interest yep. uh, and then I guess getting to broaden your horizons through the medium of the hobby exactly yeah yeah. 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 it's almost like the like the cards or whatever you're collecting it's like a vehicle to mm-hmm. connect with more people yeah that's cool um, and it's like I've never been to the, the post office as much as I have in the past month as I have like, I in 10 can, years I cannot remember the last time yeah, I was in the post like office. writing I'm so pleased I don't have to go you know like writing hello thanks for the trade like in a note wow man you were like it off, you were like, like living in the 1920s <laughs> oh, it's just amazing like uh, the uh, like I have no idea how mail works, even. Like, how does one thing that you stick in a fucking post office or, or mm. like, a po- like it, it gets to someone on the other side of the world? Leprechaun. <laughs> That's what like, I they have big well, machines. No, no one bigger could live in the mailbox. Oh. See? I thought it true. through. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh, Unless it was, like, BB-8 or, like, R2, R2-D2 or something. Hey, man, this is not science fiction, okay? <laughs> it's just leprechauns in mailboxes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you can trust me, I'm a neuroscientist. You're a... For another month. <laughs> <laughs> so that money runs out, yeah. Yeah. Then, then you're back to, you know, me goreng and... Asking your girlfriend for more handouts. Yeah, I mean, she makes me better food than Migarang. <laughs> Fuck yeah, she yeah, would. it's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what she's actually started. Like? She started feeding another comedian in the community as well. Oh, really? Uh, who, who what is she cook? What is she, what, what's I mean, she makes. Uh, she makes everything. Um, Chicken rice. Oh, she does make a ball of chicken rice, yeah. although it doesn't come out that often. Okay. I may put in a request. I yep. forgot. Uh, <laughs> I forgot how good that was. Um, I mean, she makes a lot of like authentic. Uh, sort of uh, Asian cuisines but mm-hmm. she also does like just baller other things she has a sous vide machine I don't know if you know what this is uh. um, it keeps uh, it keeps the water in a pot at like a constant temperature so she'll do these like three day um, these three day like bagged boiled meats or whatever like say ribs Damn. she'll do that for three days so it gets cooked perfectly through 
but it's never at any point like become seared or too hot or any less juicy than it was and then she'll just like pull them out perfectly cooked and then just put them on the grill for like a minute or whatever or less Mm -hmm. uh, and then serve it and everything's just falling off the bone yeah Uh, it's the stuff that you would pay like you know a good hundred bucks to go and eat in a restaurant and I just have that in my house like whenever I want you are one lucky it's so cool (laughs) it is so cool but like now like this uh, so this comic Glenn Grimwood uh, he's like a very lovable guy Mm -hmm. but also kind of I mean he's not He's not this, but he appears this way. He appears to be, like, a fucking loser. Okay. Like, the, a guy that's just never going to win. He's actually, like, really cool guy, and, like, life is not that bad. But he just appears that way, and Nicole's kind of adopted him. So now she messages me that there's food for Glenn, never suggesting that I could even eat it. He's, she's just messaging 100%, like, hey, Glenn can eat these things, and I guess you can work, your, work out your own stuff. <laughs> and you can fend for yourself. Yeah, I'm not as lovable as Glenn, apparently. <laughs> So uh, now she's just cooking for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, she's leaving me for Glenn. Um, I should probably say <laughs> that part in the of the corner story. Dying from starvation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All this stuff's for Glenn. Sorry. This Glenn guy. Did you want something to eat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, you said you're a video game guy. Oh yeah, I love what, that. I love like, because I, I consider myself like. I play Steam. I'm on Steam. Yeah, all the time. you're an indie gamer. Yeah, like, I, I like, like all the true gamers currently. I like triple A's. Triple A's where AAA's. ideas. I was gonna say like go to die, yeah. but it's where ideas have already died and have been reanimated for the last. 10, yeah, they're years. kind of like uh, Botoxed. Yeah, the, the Botox celebrity equivalent, where it seems like they've been replaced by an android or something yeah. like that. That's what, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing, man. I feel like um, almost like the death of AAA yeah. was when graphical processing power got to a point mm-hmm. that it was super expensive to program like branching story arcs or whatever. Yeah, because now you have to like, and you've got to like, record all the voices. Mm-hmm. So now, like, you could send something in ten different directions yep. back in the day, mm-hmm. and now eh, we can only afford to do three. Yeah, so. It's just not going to be as interesting to play. And I think people, like especially kids nowadays, like um, they expect more. They expect every game to be a blockbuster. Like when, when something's missing, when there's no voices, right? When there's no tr- like, uh, if it doesn't look aesthetically good to the like, that's enough to like turn them off. So I think like, I mean, it's it's like I a like lot the of spirit of what you're saying. Yeah, but Minecraft, man. <laughs> Kids, no, true. That's they, the thing. If, if it's if it's sticky enough an idea, exactly, kids yeah. are cool with it. Mm-hmm. If yeah. it's really innovative and it's it's amazing and it, it just it, it allows people to be creative in the sandbox mm. way, then of course, yeah. But like, I think people, I speak to a lot of gamers now that are like the first thing that they bring up about a game that they have issues with would be the graphics. Like, oh, idiots. it just doesn't look... Uh, it doesn't run... Uh, uh, yeah. You know, and it's like... Yeah, I, is it, I was is it up, fun you know. to play, maybe? Is that maybe not <laughs> the thing you should... From a game? The definition yeah. of which is thing for fun. Like, exactly. come on, man. Exactly. Yeah. Or it's like, like, what does the story do to you? Like, are you paying attention Absolutely. to the writing, the dialogue, the character development, the choices? Like, There was a, a really incredible game um, called Passage. Uh, mm-hmm. It was um, made by one guy. I think for like some game jam mm-hmm. and it was just it's like available on like mobile devices for free and the whole game is just you start on one end of the screen like it's just like uh, not even like 8-bit maybe graphics mm-hmm. you start at one end of the screen and you walk from left to right for a very very long time and on the way there are sort of walls and, and obstacles but it's very very low res Pla- like a platformer kind uh, of thing? essentially that yep. but it's just like one scrolling screen mm-hmm. And you can find uh, 
like another person who is a female and you start as a male you can also find a small child but by having uh, these other things join sort of your party mm-hmm. it makes it harder to get through the obstacles yeah and the game is a metaphor for life mm-hmm. and I wept when I finished playing I was like oh my god I didn't get it until like halfway through and then I was like oh my god because you get you get older as you go across and then you die at the mm-hmm. end and I and it was a beautiful experience and you can't save everyone well no well that's the thing well. life like, is harder yeah if you uh, if you're a group like if you're on your own like mm-hmm. it's a it's a solitary existence mm-hmm. but it's super easy to go wherever you want to go yeah if you make the concessions of having a wife having a child then now your passage through life is restricted mm. to it's where compromised. all of you can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. compromised. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I played that game. I wept. I, I uh, showed it to Nicole, my girlfriend, and uh, she played it. She wept, and yeah. then we held each other. <laughs> and like that, it was just a beautiful experience, yeah. which was brought from the medium of games. Mm-hmm. Something that a lot of people, loads of people who play games and maybe call themselves gamers, yeah. wouldn't truck with for mm-hmm. like two minutes. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, what, what is this? This doesn't yeah. look good. Uh, I can't understand this immediately. Mm-hmm. I wasn't marketed this. Why would I play it? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It's, I guess... Uh, it's it, a beautiful medium. It definitely is, yeah. I think uh, it depends what... Also, what the individual uh, wants to get out of it. I suppose, yeah, that's, that's certainly like, true. Because yeah. definitely, for, from our perspective, I think we appreciate the, the more artistic elements to games. Mm. The, the deeper things, uh, the themes that they bring about. But, um, obviously, some people just want to tune out and, and I mean, that's twiddle the, some buttons. There, there are games for that, too. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the thing. I like to think of... Um I guess most AAA games are kind of like popcorn games. You know, mm-hmm. the way some movies are just popcorn movies. Yeah. You go along and it's big blockbuster. You eat popcorn, you leave, and, but you haven't really thought about anything. Mm-hmm. But you had a good time. Yeah. There's plenty of games like that. Mm-hmm. But the medium of games enables interactive fiction, mm-hmm. which you can't really do elsewhere. You like can't, when yeah. you give agency to the person who's, you know, who's experienced in the art form, mm-hmm. that person gets to make tangible decisions mm-hmm. I mean god isn't that so yeah. cool yeah it's amazing I mean like uh, you're affecting the outcome of, of mm. the character and then you actually develop a a deeper relationship even with the character that you're playing like uh, a lot of story based games like Telltale do oh yeah absolutely great games like yeah, The Wolf yeah. Among Us and uh, The Walking Dead series like yeah as Walking well. Dead was fantastic but uh, um, they, they kind of proved I- that just with good writing it doesn't have to be flashy graphically or anything like that it can mm. be the most bare bones you know although t- it's good art it, like, it was Telltale amazing does, art. does good art that yeah. cell shade stuff yeah, yeah like evocative stuff very cool yeah very comic like it doesn't mm-hmm. look too serious but it is kind of grim in a way yeah. uh, but they, they kind of prove to me that you can write like you can rely just on writing and choice and dialogue yeah, uh, to, to flesh out an entire game that actually moves people mm. as well you know as opposed to you know that reflex based Call of Duty stuff which is great like I, I admire people that are great like on that level as well where they can yeah spin around and shoot three people and but you I mean know. I don't know that I admire them um, <laughs> probably feel sorry for all right them. yeah no that's the thing I'm probably just resentful that I don't have like my twitch reflexes yeah, anymore you yeah, know like, like I used to be a kid I ain't yeah. a kid no more I, I get that like s- almost like sport level of playing yeah. the game but like I, I, that's not where my heart is. my, my that's heart the thing, I, just, lies I love story I love narrative story narrative, I love character yeah. development mm-hmm, you know yeah. like those are the things that I like 
like in film and, and television yeah why wouldn't I carry that over to games mm. but obviously like just wicked gameplay mechanics mm-hmm. super fun yeah I think yeah. and that's um, why indie games are great because you can sample yeah all these different things like a AAA game you gotta there's 60 100 hours yeah if you, like if you wanna like play through the whole thing mm-hmm. like I mean I think I spent 90 hours in Fallout 4 I enjoyed yeah. it yeah. it was great but I mean if I spent 90 hours playing indie games then I would have a much varied yeah experience and I think you know I'm probably yeah probably it, a little bit more worthwhile to be honest like that week was a write off for me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think indie games uh, are they I don't know if it's a generalization but I think they take more risks I, I like, mean they they're aff- like, by they're, definition you, you yeah, kind of have to they're not afraid to go look we're just kind of like play with this one idea and just stick to it and see where it goes mm. I think um, a lot of AAA stuff is going to be super predictable well that's the thing man yeah. like it's big budgets yeah. so you have to guarantee the money's coming back exactly it's, yeah. just, it's the studio system it's very for, safe yeah basically. it's a studio system for games the way mm. Hollywood is a studio system for, for, for film yeah you know? exactly yeah. like independent film is always way more interesting mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely um, and, and I love seeing people just trying shit out and then like uh, especially with the whole early access model now early access is sweet it's like people can play with an idea and then get people to fund it without um, well, some would argue that that is also bad because well I mean there's, there's been a bad, lot of titles there's that been bad examples yeah, yeah. Um, but there's been loads of things that have been really great mm-hmm. like um, Invisible Ink like that Clay made yeah. mm-hmm. like that was that would not have come together the way it did without their community being involved and the feedback and they adjusted the game yeah. based on it and it's just it's like it won a bunch of awards it's mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. and I think that's entwined with the early access system yeah um, but then there's plenty of examples of people just like taking the money and run yeah and all that kind of stuff or just you know the, the community is just terrible and they and nothing eventuates out of yeah it, yeah and you kind of i'm an investor for uh for double fine oh cool uh, for psychonauts 2 nice pretty excited about nice. it <laughs> uh, i actually don't even care if the money comes back i just yeah. like want psychonauts 2 to exist yeah now oh, that's cool God. man milkman conspiracies man yeah i gotta see that level again that's cool i mean well, nowadays that's that's what i really like about that whole model or, or kickstarter or like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you can basically conceptually see an idea before it's even fleshed out and be yeah. like that looks like it can go somewhere mm-hmm. I'm gonna put $2 I'm, or $5 yeah, or whatever or $500 of my girlfriend's money specifically <laughs> yeah. is what I so put into it so you can be in it. the credits yeah uh, well you know <laughs> her name doesn't need to be there yeah. come on <laughs> that's cool man um, but yeah I mean um, video games like I know, like people, people tend to zone out, but because it's it's very easy to, to dismiss the whole medium as being very childish and blah blah blah. But I think it, like, if you look I mean, at like research, it's, like, it's certainly grown mm, a lot in recent years. But grown, I also yeah. think its credibility has really grown. Mm, and yeah. the thing is, there's loads of dude bros that play like Call of Duty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like gaming now isn't what gaming used to be, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good thing. Like it's way broader. Yeah. Which, you know, as a nerd and a geek or whatever, like, I kind of resent it a little bit mm-hmm. that I have to deal with this AAA space in yep. my games. And every demographic, like, enjoying video games now. Yeah, yeah. it's like, that was my thing. <laughs> How dare you enjoy this thing that yeah, I yeah. enjoyed and got beat up for? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, because it's so broad and because so many people play games in different ways, mm-hmm. now it's a very interesting art form that is sort of become maybe robust and developed yep. uh, and it's really come into its own mm-hmm. I think yeah 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 definitely and uh, especially with technology and platforms like Steam and like mm-hmm. you can literally create something and put it up and people will fund you for it if, yeah. if, if the idea is good enough exactly and if you um, know how to sell it or in, and you're lucky yeah, yeah that's definitely like where, where else in history have you been able to kind of kind of dip your feet in the water and go like 
can you can you guys help me out like with yeah. this idea like no you, it's, it's never cool. used to be you, you you'd have to be like funded by a major publisher or exactly to, to even yeah, yeah. get anywhere no it's a it's shelf, a very cool know? time yeah and you know it's all, it's obviously all tied in with the internet but like it's it's a great thing now that we we sort of live in this time of plenty mm-hmm. and this time of like unbridled connectivity yeah and it maddens me when people are like oh 2016 is the worst you know like they're like oh nothing's everything's been better than this in the past everything's going to shit man come on man like like we all of us in the western world at least like live at way better than kings lived mm-hmm. certainly i do like i, I was pretty you great for sure. i live better than current emperors <laughs> <laughs> but but everyone has such a great time now like uh and i just think it's easy like to lose sight of that mm-hmm. um because people love to complain about shit definitely yeah people take things for granted like especially when you like you're born with a fucking ipad yeah like it, it's very hard like it, it, they don't have that perspective like where we've come from mm. like, although I know. do disagree uh, mm-hmm. with uh, uterine iPad implants I think it's a very <laughs> complex subject I know people um, you know they, they have their views on it I have mine and we can maybe meet in the middle yeah um, <laughs> That's insane. Can you just oh, just think about that visually, like being born with like something attached to your face? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, so it's like sex lives and video games. Mm. I want to come back and we'll talk about that after we have a quick break, mainly so I can save this so it doesn't crash. But cool. um, uh, what are your dates coming up for for Fringe? Do you have any? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm doing loads and loads of things. Yeah, uh, but probably too much to, to even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex lives and video games is the main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, come to that. Please. Uh, that's uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, 28, 29, and 30 of that's this uh, January of this month, of this week, yeah. Yeah, this fact. week, cool, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, that's really exciting. Like, so that's my first uh, solo show. I guess it's my first full length stand up show mm-hmm. because I'm using openers. Yeah. And it's weird to say it's a solo show when clearly there's another person there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, that's that's happening. That's, uh, it's, it should be a really good show. I've been working hard on it and yeah. uh, I did a bunch Ooh. of really, uh, I did a trial show to eight comedians. And they were the only people in the room. And they all knew my... They knew, like, pretty much all the material in the show. Yeah. And holy hell, man. I thought getting nearly court-martialed was pain. I thought, you know, being a fire extinguisher repairman for a while was pain. (laughs) Uh, It's not. Like, true pain is doing uh, 40 minutes of material to judgy silence. Yeah. After which they tell you, hey, man... You're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's way funnier now. Though. That is, yeah, <laughs> it's I a mean, way better show now. Yeah, all that, all that stuff about firing guns, getting court-martialed, that ain't shit. No, it's true, man. When you're it, up there, it ain't shit. It feels like your soul is crying. Yeah, like it's a different type of pain. It's like a deep. Well, that's the thing. I, I feel like when you when pain. you crush on stage, and like I used to be like a, a hardcore drug user. Yeah. I still use drugs every day, <laughs> but only weed. Yeah, and occasionally some that's other. Stuff not people a give drug. Me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a plant, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a naturally occurring herb. Yeah. Um, Tell you what's worse, fucking coffee. That's fucking. I love coffee. What, what you, what's the problem with coffee? No, no, no. I mean, like, it's weird. Like, I have three coffees and I go insane, but I smoke weed all day and nothing happens. <laughs> so I think you need better weed. I probably uh, need better weed, but like, I, I find like the the palpitation is just fucking me up, man. <laughs> I'm sensitive to caffeine, but anyway, oh, I yeah, it's, but yeah, yeah, I used to be like a crazy like drug head guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, I've, I did ev- I, I at one point listed all the drugs that there were. And I said, all right, I want to do all of this. <laughs> 
I'm gonna do all these at least once. That's how organized you were about. Literally, it? the only two things <laughs> left off the list yeah. were uh, were heroin and DMT. Okay. I finally crossed off DMT like two months ago. Oh. I'm, but I no longer am observing the list. Okay. So I'm not gonna like become a junkie. You have uh, become one with the list. Yeah, I mean, with exist. most of it at least. Yeah. Um, That's but, crazy, man. Like- but the best feeling mm-hmm. is crushing on stage. Yeah. It, it absolutely it is. is better. It, it is. is way better than meth, and meth is so fun. Yeah. Don't do meth. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. But, dude, it's pretty great. Like, you should probably do it. It's, like, it's, it's so fun. It's good enough for you to uh, lose your life to it. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, people lose teeth and their yeah, life. Yeah, yeah exactly. To, to crystal meth. But it's, it's such a fun drug. Yeah. But, yeah, crushing on stage is, like, the best thing ever. Mm. But... The worst thing on stage I've ever or I've ever experienced is to fail on stage. Mm-hmm. Like if you do something to dead silence, yeah. I did one set like ages ago now, but I did about five minutes to silence. The thing is, though, it's one thing if it's eight comics. Like, I understand what that situation is. This was 120 people who loved the act before me, and the act after me, and the MC, but. They were dead silent for five minutes. Jesus. And I've never felt pain like that. Yeah. It's yeah. like the longest fucking five minutes ever. Yeah. Ever. No, it felt... It felt... It felt like one of the levels of hell in Dante's Inferno. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the worst one. Like, You're I, here like, forever. Like, the secret tenth level. Yeah. That's the one I was at. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's funny. It, it's funny. You can... Yeah. Like, you can experience all this horrendous shit, but when, you, when you're on stage and you're playing a bad show, like, that... That cuts deep for some reason. Mm. It really cuts deep. Um, it's also weird that, like, I think more than half of the people I've had on this podcast mm-hmm. have tried DMT. Oh, DMT is great in their own little way. I believe <laughs> one of the people, yeah, one of the people, one of the people we've had on this podcast, I gave DMT too. Oh, okay, uh, which right. was Tor Snyder. Oh, uh, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she said while she was on it. Uh, she just sort of said to the room, uh, not to anyone in particular. Uh, she just sort of felt the need to express, you know, guys, I've never been this happy in my entire life. <laughs> Which is a really depressing thing to hear. Yeah. Because, man, like, you should be happier than just doing some drug one time, man. <laughs> like, get your life together, Tor. <laughs> But the fact that she was coherent enough to say that as well, because the majority of people I speak to, they're just like, I just was silent in the corner for like 15 minutes. I think, <laughs> yeah, I mean, then yeah. we had silence. Yeah. We came back to it. We all, like, it was, a, it was about me and, and, it was me and about four other comics. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we all had moments of solitude. And okay. Moments of talking and, yeah. and communication, but... It's pretty fun. I've had a couple of people do ayahuasca as well. Oh, I really want to do ayahuasca. But, Actually, that, that's on my list. But that that comes with the whole like purging and vomiting. Well, that's and, the thing. Like, I want the purging. I want the shaman. Yeah, that's the thing. I want a proper ayahuasca experience. Mm. Yeah, uh, and I want the, a, like a sort of a, a you know a spiritual journey with the with the chanting and the yeah. the, whole, the whole ritual side of it. Is, Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, I love the fact that yeah they. They have these spirit guides, these shamans that kind of sit with you and, and tell you everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Or they just laugh at you. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are called bad friends. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Hey, I, man, are you freaking out? I yes. hate. Yes, I get hate, out of my face. <laughs> I fucking hate watching YouTube clips where people are tripping, like whether it be on, you know, DMT or what, what's, what was that other craze where they were smoking some, um, some type of plant? Uh, you're going to have to be more specific. Uh, it's a type of plant, salvia. 
Oh, Salvia. Salvia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really big. Actually, I think, I mean, people still do it. I um, I never really had a great Salvia high. No, yeah. Um, but I've, it's I've, not that good. Well, I think loads of, loads of people I know have sworn by it. Yep. And I gave it a good shot, and mm-hmm. maybe it just wasn't really for me. Yeah. I mean, we, do all, we do all have, you know, slightly different brain chemistries and totally. body chemistries. Yeah. Like, there are drugs that work great for some people, or for, or for most people. Yeah, And yeah. then some, some people just have really bad experiences on Yeah. Them. I yeah. used to live with people, like, they would take um, MDMA every every weekend oh that's not a good long-term decision yeah i'm like but the idea of a puff on a joint would freak them out right yeah and, yeah, and yeah. For, for me it was the other way around it's like i don't fuck with anything synthetic right but i will smoke weed all day yeah when i lived in the U- <laughs> you know? when i lived in the uk actually um it's the only place i've ever been that like i met multiple people mm-hmm. who would say oh i don't do drugs just cocaine <laughs> Yeah. That is a ludicrous statement anywhere else in the world. Yeah. But in the UK, like, they just love Coke. They do. Yeah, be, but there, yeah, there will be people that would not, you know, mm-hmm. toke on a joint. Yeah. Or smoke a cigarette. Yeah. But will be racking out in the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, what? I don't know how this, this value system has been decided upon. This measurement system is like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. they, they will happily, like... Snort. Coke's a lot of fun, though. It is apparently annoying, a lot of fun. It's annoying to hang out with people it's, on Coke. Yeah, because they, they just won't shut up, right? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, they're the center of the universe. Yeah. Also, they really want more Coke. Have you got more Coke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it true it only lasts like a half hour or something? Before uh, you, you, it's not like, that long. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it varies wildly mm-hmm. based on quality. Like, in Perth, from what I understand... We like, don't really get any... You can't... You can buy... You can buy, like, Coke with air quotes around it. Yeah. But it's, like, half, like, dental anesthetic. Yeah. And half, like, some dude's jizz. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but... It's not Coke, like or, or the or the parts parts no. per, parts per million Coke or whatever. All I know is that the good Coke is great. If I wanna, if I wanted to try Coke, I would wait to be in the right country where I know yeah, it's we can like, get Coke. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a really good decision. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to like just better decision is probably don't do Coke. It's not that great a drug. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. super fun. Yeah, but loads of things are super fun that are bad for you. Well, if I have two coffees and that's enough to like. F- Make me have an existential crisis. I guess yeah. Just start <laughs> yeah. Just start snorting coffee. Yeah. Like cut out the middleman here. Yeah. Um, let's take a break. Indeed. Um, and we'll be back with Jez Watts. I want to talk more about uh, your show. Cool. And uh, whatever you have up, like lined up for the rest of 2016. Do you have any more shows after the Fringe? Or oh, loads and loads and loads. Of you'll, be, you'll be traveling a lot, right? I'll tell you. Uh, I'm do- well. I'm doing like 16 days in Adelaide. Yeah, and then I got to come. That's back. a long time in Adelaide. That's what people tell me. <laughs> well, that is what people tell me. Yeah. yeah. I think I've got to come back because I've got to like look after Jest. Uh, yeah, yeah. So going away for those weeks after. Fringe and you won't have any money time. after all that uni shit runs out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully That's my thing. girl gets a pay raise. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back in a sec with Jess Watt. You're listening to Mission Control. So the whole like sex li- where does the sex lies come into the whole show? <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Yeah, uh, they tell you to name a show like six months out. Okay. Uh, so sex lies in video games is not a great name for the show. Okay. Here is a really good name for the show: um, sex, some other stuff, a bunch of drug references that might feel a little shoehorned. Uh, and one joke about video games. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a more... Uh, Hyphen, uh, please come. 
yeah, a more <laughs> accurate title. Yeah, that would that would be. It doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. Okay. I feel like, but um, but yeah, that would be the accurate title. Yeah. Is, is there any? Uh, what about? Oh, I, yeah. I guess I have to come see a show when you're playing. Like. Uh, it, it, listen, it's actually gonna be pretty good. It's um, it's <laughs> it's actually gonna be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. So it's a it's a stand up show. Um, by which I mean it's like an American style stand up show. By which I mean it's just a bunch of bits mm-hmm. and like connections. Yeah. Uh, whereas a lot of like the English shows are like one overarching idea and loads of it isn't funny loads of it's been written like for that show it's yeah. never been tested in front yeah. of an audience because you can't because it's a big concept or mm-hmm. whatever like I, I kind of picked a title where I was sort of of the, of the opinion that maybe if I just pick something broad enough I can say like well that's well that's just uh, my comedy <laughs> generally deals with sex lies and video games uh, but I thought at the time I was going to write loads of video game stuff Yeah, I wrote one bit about video games that was really good was like my best bit at the time mm-hmm. and I was like yeah I'm onto something I'm a gamer like we already talked about that I yeah. love I'm passionate about video games mm-hmm. turns out like very few of my video game opinions are funny yeah they're just like yeah this this type of game is good dude bros suck yeah. there's nothing really that amusing about it mm-hmm. uh, but then I can create all these other weird concepts and they're hilarious <laughs> which what is what this show is I think well I think do you think a lot of it was because of the yeah I guess the audience comes into it right if, if they're not I guess Australia is kind of a little bit small for that like I feel like there's no real like if you're over in LA and you were doing those jokes for example like they'd probably hit like a lot yeah be a lot, be a lot more relevant anyway because I'll I find a lot of the things that I'm interested in, like mm. the comedians here, don't really dwell on. Like, Such as yeah. what? Um, Such as <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> hey. Well, I, I, I'm I, a comedian. I like the deeper, the sort of really self-deprecating mm-hmm. kind of deeper thoughts, existential, almost borderline nihilistic way of. There are things. people that you would care for yeah. that are in this scene or have been in this scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that do that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I mostly don't. I would say I, I tell a lot of. Uh, I do tell a lot of stories about sort of me being a fool in some way mm-hmm. and, uh, and and sort of getting into situations. Yeah. But I do think there's an undercurrent of uh, of cynicism and not necessarily nihilism, mm-hmm. but maybe an agreement that nihilism is A-OK by me. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, a, a lot of my... Uh, I do have, you know, probably too many punchlines that, mm-hmm. that rely on death and that kind of stuff. Yep. Because I think, yeah, we should all be thinking about that. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Um, uh, yeah. Real fun at parties. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I think audiences actually have been in Perth uh, are pretty great. Like mm-hmm. uh, I haven't done a lot of work in. Uh, well, actually, I haven't done any stand up in the states, which is where I want to go mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, but all my favorite stand ups are, are from that scene. Okay. That being said, there's loads of terrible American stand up as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Sydney audiences uh, and Melbourne audiences versus Perth audiences are actually worse. Mm-hmm. Like you might think, oh, Perth's a smaller place, you'd have more, more of a parochial mindset. Yeah. Actually, Perth audiences are pretty great. We're very blessed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's not that many rooms. They come out and they're really uh, on board for comedy and they're willing to go places. Mm-hmm. But not every room is like that. Yeah. Um, like my room, I specifically built it to like... Like uh, there were people that used to come to it in the first year mm-hmm. that I would almost like spit on them as they left because I was like, don't come back. Like yeah. we weren't nice to them. Yeah. The things they laughed at, we were like, well, those aren't funny. Yeah. There were other things they should have laughed at which are clever and funny but maybe required uh, a certain mindset or even even just just a, a bunch of knowledge mm-hmm. that they, they just don't have and I just don't want them there yeah that comedy is not for them yeah they can go and laugh at uh, whatever kind of prop comedy they want to do uh 
we do real things. Yeah. You know? And I, I'm not, I didn't get into something that doesn't pay me any money to do something I don't want to do. Yeah. Like, I've got to do the things I want to do on mm-hmm. stage. But luckily, audiences uh, that I've met are pretty great. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You, you're kind of, uh, in a way, you have a, you know where you want Infinite Jest to be. You know what mm-hmm. it wants to kind of represent in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we were voted Best Room 2015 yeah. by Perth Comedy, uh, <laughs> which sounds a bit more prestigious than eight idiot open micers. Yeah, yeah, true. Now, that, they're, that, they're that's not, good I mean, we're has... all idiots. I'm not I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are idiots and I'm smart. <laughs> I'm also dumb. Yeah. 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 But that, that that's cool that you have a standard, you have a, a thing that you, you're shooting for, even if, no matter how vague it is, like, you, you have... <laughs> is that a criticism? <laughs> no, um, absolutely not. I mean, like, someone's got to do it, right? I mean, like, Vulture Culture are doing their thing. Yeah, they've, well, they've done really great work and yeah. they were great... Uh, they were great to us when we started. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they sat they sat us down and gave us, like, all the knowledge they had. Yep. Uh, and, they, yeah, they do a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um which is in many ways bigger and more successful than what we do. I mean, it is. Uh, but like, uh, the st- essentially, I'm in the business of creating stage time mm-hmm. that I want. Yeah. Uh, I've always said like Infinite Jest books me and up. <laughs> I- I'm not interested in running a room that I can't work at. Yeah. Like I'm only here to, to get better at comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in many ways is the main restriction of being in Perth. Yeah. Is, is limited amount of time to get on stage. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, like John Mulaney, whatever you know, uh, he's a New York comic, really funny. He's in Kroll Show and a lot of, lot of other things. He's mm-hmm. a very funny guy. When he started comedy, uh, he got up uh, two times a night from the beginning. And when I started here, like the most I could get in that first year, I think was about 40 gigs. Yeah. Um, and when you consider that 700 versus 40 of just repetition of being able to do your art form, mm-hmm. which you can only do in front of people. Yeah. I mean, God, like, we need to grow more. Yeah, yeah. In, in order to facilitate the growth of individual comics, you've mm. got to, uh, you know, provide more avenues for people to get up on stage. Yeah, there's got to be, like, an apparatus mm. for them to practice on. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, it, well, it's it's amazing that, that you guys are doing I think I was talking with... Oh, uh, I don't think it's amazing. But it's <laughs> just desperation, really. I was talking to uh, Rory Lowe about oh, yeah, yeah. stuff, you know. And, Rory's and, very funny. Yeah, and uh, we were just talking about how... Like, it's probably mainly my ignorance, but, like, I've only seen... Or I've only really paid attention to the whole comedy scene, Mm. like, as of the last, kind of, one to two years here in Perth. Like... I mean, I've only... I've only known it existed for mm -hmm. three years. Yeah, yeah. And I love comedy. Like, I loved comedy when I was a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. And I never even thought there was comedy in Perth. Yeah, I always um, kind of like look to to international. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the UK or uh, LA or America for for comics, you mm-hmm. know, especially podcasts and stuff like that. Do you listen to um, the dollar? I don't listen to the. Comments, oh, no. I was going to say like I have this uh, like a famous podcast connection. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like you yeah, because yeah, I know. Drop some um, names. Well, uh, yeah. So <laughs> Gareth Reynolds and uh, and Dave Anthony, who do the Dollop, yeah. very popular podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they came on a, a like a world tour. Yeah. They came to Australia, uh, and we hosted them at Infinite Jest. And we got nice. to like hang out with them. Nice. I got Gareth high. Um, <laughs> I felt like a cool dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. Um, I actually forget how we got to this. I don't know if where I, I am. Mentioned I'm like real famous and I know people. <laughs> no, but it's cool. Like, um, I always encourage people when they come on. Like, I- I've had quite a few people, you know, mention the idea of perhaps maybe starting a podcast or something like that. Mm. It's it's another avenue that I hope to see grow here in Perth, let alone mm. Australia in general. Is yeah, just people, people in. Uh, but just anybody, you know, like not necessarily, you don't have to be good at the pod, like just 
anyone can be like a, a, con- a content creator. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think, you know, anyone, yeah, but yeah. also anyone can be a comedian. Anyone can mm. be any kind of artist. Anybody can be, yeah. That's exactly. the thing. Yeah. And I think people are better people when they're producing art in some context. Mm-hmm. Even if it's bad art, yeah. it's still you expressing yourself in a unique way, mm-hmm. which gives you a better understanding of who you are. It gives other people a window into you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool. <laughs> Everyone should do art stuff, especially because we live in this incredible time now where everyone's yeah. free to do that. Mm-hmm. Every, like, pretty much, I mean, not everyone could do it. Like, obviously, we need people to pay for me to live. Um, <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need people to be veterinarians who are great and also cook for me. Yeah. Um, we we need, need those people to exist. We need, we need universities to, like, you know, pay people more money. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like... Uh, you know, Everybody we, should do some kind of art. Like, I really think that's true. And I think, it, yeah, now is a better, like, the best time to do it because, you know, you can reach so many people through mm. the internet, obviously, but also, like, I mean, there's Centrelink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know how I mean? Centrelink works anymore because <laughs> they, made, they made so many restrictions on it. I don't know what you the just, system um, is. pretend to look for work and you get some money for is it. Is it still good? Like, it's, I thought it was harder now. Uh, it's a little bit harder. Like, you've got to justify what you're doing a little bit more. Mm. But I... I am one of those people that I don't feel ashamed of claiming. No, like, I don't think you should be. Well, yeah. I think as long as you're doing something, as long as you're doing with something your life or whatever. I like, mean, like if you're just buying cigarettes and like meth, then maybe. Yeah, I mean, if you're you bu- know. yeah, and if you're buying <laughs> cigarettes and meth and books, then it's fine. <laughs> then it's fine because you're reading <laughs> and you're so <laughs> concentrated by using the meth exactly and the cigarettes to focus. Yeah, yeah. In many, in many ways, everyone who who reads or writes. Uh, should be a meth head uh, that carries around cigarettes. I yeah, think. I mean, yeah. no, I don't. I don't have that. Like, I, I have a lot of uh, people that will kind of guilt people if they're if they're on some type of you know yeah. dole or whatever. But you know, I guess I can see their their issues with it. Like, if yeah, I mean, obviously, if, I'm biased. Yeah, like I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. Way. I'm yeah, I'm pretty biased in the situation. Yeah, given that I'm currently defrauding the government for money to pursue my art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think I've got a dog in this race uh but it, but for real like <laughs> everyone should do it i, I only do i only do it because it's um it's internally consistent with my morality right yeah. like i already have that position which is how i got into this life position where mm-hmm. i was like yeah that's an okay thing to do yeah uh but yeah and if you look at the i bu- can certainly see how people disagree yeah i can definitely see why like especially if they're hard working they pay tax blah 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 but if you look at the budget cuts to arts Oh, it's crazy. Then it's like, it well, I'm kind ludicrous. of... ludicrous. I'm kind of like, all my flights... Even to science as well. This is the... This, and to science, yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. actually... A, uh, I was quite surprised to learn it, like, when I got in more heavily into science. Like, when I started doing the doctorate, mm-hmm. they sort of start grooming you to, you know, be your own scientist at the end. Yeah. And science is funded almost as poorly as the arts in this country mm-hmm. currently. But it used to be okay. And then we had loads of, like, advancements that came out of Australia, like, worldwide stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just... Like Wi-Fi. Did that come out of Australia? Yeah. Oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's going to go into my argument for this yeah. now. Um, but, yeah, no, we had, we had loads of, like, great advancements came out of Australia. We were, like, hitting well above our weight in terms of, a con- like, sort of country output mm-hmm. of science. And in just in the last several years, they've really slashed the science yeah. budgets. Mm-hmm. And now that means not only, like, does the work not get done, but people who have devoted their lives to being a scientist, which is not glamorous it's hard demanding work not very well paid even at the best of times they devote their lives to it they just don't have a job anymore because mm. that's what happens in research research funding's not there the jobs disappear and you can't like do 
part-time well you can do part-time science but you can't like use science for anything mm. other than science yeah trust me i've been looking for things i could use my degrees for to make money the only thing i could do it is is science and then i have to murder zebrafish all day <laughs> uh for the listener we talked during the break <laughs> about how during this doctorate uh part of my job was to murder zebrafish mm-hmm. there's really no other way to put it other than horrific torture which is literally what I had to do. Yeah. Uh, but just remember, it's for science, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is how we fi- make the world go round. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. that's actually gravity and entropy. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm not a physicist. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I see it. Yeah. Man, like, whenever I claim, it's just like, well, the budget cuts kind of make up for this. And, like, all my money goes into flights so that I may perform more. Mm, and, sure. and, like, I'm not fucking just sitting around beating off. Like, well, I do that as well, but, you know... There's, we there's, all like to beat off. <laughs> there's more to it than that, you know, like, so I'm not ashamed at all. Like, when, like, you know, even people that lose their jobs, like, a couple of my friends got made redundant and they're kind right. of on the dole now. And yeah, it's yeah. like, they're like... They just had this they're guilt. Sti- they're stigmatized as yeah, well, right? They, they had they yeah. had that guilt. Like I don't. Oh, it feels bad doing this. Like I, I mean, and then it's like I will ah, say you paid for it in tax already when you were. Yeah, working, I mean that's so that, that's like, the thing that is kind of true. If you believe in this whole tax charade, then well, this, this is that's a bigger idea than <laughs> I was on board for. Yeah, yeah I'm o- I'm okay with taxes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like we if, do need hospitals and roads. Oh, yes. well, definitely. But if you believe that you know whatever money that they skim off the you know the citizens in order to pay. For for dropping bombs on people, then you can take a couple of, you know, a couple of hundred bucks per fortnight, right? That's a very interestingly <laughs> slippery, slippery... Let's very call it a... Let's call slippery. it a slippery... Slippery, slopey kind of argument. <laughs> I am uh, going for my idealism, so that's, that's <laughs> definitely... That's definitely that coming uh, into play. But no, I, but yeah, I know. I mean, I know. yeah, you yeah like, you, But listen, you're not going to agree with everything government does. Yeah. No. Um, but then again, like, the, the thing is, the system's set up. Mm-hmm. If you can defraud it a little... Yeah. Yeah. Then you can bend, you can you bend know, the rules a little. Do bit. whatever you're gonna do, and at the end of the day, you're still fortunate because other countries don't. Oh yeah, feed you like this. They no, absolutely, they, they don't no. give you money when you're in trouble. You know. Yeah. Like, What's well, the thing? In, yeah, in the states, which you know, culturally is you know probably our closest analogy. You know, you could argue Britain, but I, I think culturally, the US probably the closest thing to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are screwed. Like mm. if you don't have any money. You're done. You're done, that's man. And you ne- that's the thing. You're never going to claw out of it mm. is the big thing. Yeah. Like, I've met young people who seemed capable in the States who were just poor and they didn't have anywhere near the same advantages as, you know, similar people in their community who yeah. were not poor. Not that they were wealthy, just weren't poor. Mm-hmm. And in Australia, like, it's so hard to be that level of poor. Yeah. You know, the government mm-hmm. is just kind of there as a safety net. Mm-hmm. And I think really the way probably most people would see it who do pay their taxes or whatever and, like, care where it goes, mm-hmm. they would see you, sir, mm-hmm. as a necessary evil for the ultimate goodness of that system. Wow. You're Deep. <laughs> I will. I, I, I no, you know, know, like I think it's obviously great. Uh, you're doing great work uh, on the government money. Talking into a mic, yeah, a, a cheap, cheap hundred dollar mic. But um, it is true, man. Like you go to the states and you like you see the level of poverty there in some it's towns, crazy. and it's crazy. Like we we don't reach nearly. I mean, anywhere yeah. near that extent here. No, a- I absolutely. Mean, I mean, there's still people who mm. are in bad spots. You know? Definitely. Um, yeah. and that you know, it's true the world over. But mm. over there, it's an epidemic. Yeah, it's it is. crazy, and it's crazy I mean. Level. Also, right now, I mean, even their middle class is starting to really suffer. Mm-hmm. Here, like, everyone's just sweet, man. Pretty, yeah, pretty you're, much. You're I mean, pretty no, good, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> you can fill out a form, you'll be right. Yeah. Yeah, if you can uh, pretend to look for work, you're fine. Um, do you know Steve Hughes, the, the comedian? I am aware of him, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a great bit about... Like, most of my shit is just borrowed from him, but... Um, <laughs> he's got a great bit about the doll, like, um, uh, what do I do now to, to be on the doll? Or, like, I guess I look for work. And he, like, puts his hand like this. Don't see any. All right, plug it. <laughs> oh, it's true. Um, Steve Hughes is really good. Uh, yeah. I saw him at the comedy store in Sydney. Yeah, I saw him uh, at the Astor when he played here. And it was, oh, it was cool. Really, nice. really cool. I think um, the Astor tends to be a little bit noisy, like, with the crowd ambient noise. Right. Because there's, like, a couple of people standing up, a couple of people, like, a lot of people in the seats, but... Everyone was kind of having this hush conversation during the show. Like they, really, they were, they were trying to be polite, but like, well, that's fairly the, impolite. The the the, the um, what do you call it? Um, the combination of all these little conversations made right. made it was kind of like a hum of conversation wow, while he was talking. That's and I was like, really frustrating. That's really frustrating because I, I really yeah. I don't, like, I, I don't know what it's like to be up on stage, but I do know, like, seeing people talk. Well, yeah, also hearing them talk. Yeah, hearing them audibly. Like, yeah, even yeah. when I play shows, when I'm on drums and there's, like, a silent bit, mm. and I hear people, like, just ordering beers and yeah, just yeah. not caring. Like, that still hurts as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, a big part of it as well is, you know, often silences that do exist in comedy, you know, especially someone Steve Hughes' level. Yeah. Like, those silences are there for a reason. Yeah. It's to, it's to create tension mm-hmm. that he's planning to break with something really cool. Yeah, uh, and if people are chatting, then the tension is not not being built in the yeah. way that it should be. You know, the way he's created it breaks that spell. The structure of the bit, yeah, you know, yeah. to do mm-hmm. so. Like, um, he, like he'll he'll have moments where he, you know, kind of lowers his voice really to say something kind of really poignant. Like, hey, did he just lower his voice? <laughs> I didn't hear him. Wait, is he is he about to say something? But it's like that. When, when things yeah the, the, you're right like tension is built when you lower your voice and like when all you can hear is people like ordering shots at the bar it's like fuck yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> it's like dude shut up I'm trying to fucking hear them. I don't know I, that's why I like smaller rooms to be honest like yeah I mean smaller rooms as well like they're easier to to make feel full yeah I like I, a dirty small room like I went to the ice house and I saw like oh, Joe Pasadena? Rogan nice yeah like I, I, told, I told this to, to Rory and like eating chicken wings and like it was like Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz Coco Coco Diaz my <laughs> god that's so cool I would love I to see him live uh, Burt Kreischer and Burt Kreischer really yeah. good Tony Hinchcliffe and Tony Hinchcliffe and, uh, I need to watch his special actually I have never seen anything yeah. he's done I've heard he's great yeah was he really good he was fucking amazing great. he's like I'm not gay but I have a really gay face <laughs> I mean, maybe I need the context. <laughs> like, the way he said it was like he had, yeah, and it, yeah, everyone was like, yeah, you do kind of have a gay face. I don't know what a gay face would look like. But, Apparently, yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> but it was like that whole lineup for five dollars. Yeah, and then you can get yeah. like a side, like if you want, like you can pay ten dollars, get a side of chicken wings and a, and a pint. Right. And I was like, th- these, like, I would pay fifty dollars. Oh, of see course. These guys. I mean, but that's you know, LA, and New York. There are just rooms like that. Exactly. And yeah. It's yeah. just that is the price to go, mm. and it just happens to be the best in the world yeah walk past um, the laugh factory where you know Kramer had his meltdown and uh, yeah. yes <laughs> like, yes yes speaking of best in the world <laughs> at comedy yeah <laughs> fucking Kramer <laughs> <laughs> oh I f- like I don't know what 
like there's still a part of me that kind of feels sorry for him. In I do. Yeah. I, that's the thing. I feel sorry from uh, from a comedian perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think he was trying to go somewhere with it? Uh, no, obviously he was. Or was it just? No, an he outbreak? wasn't just being racist. Yeah. No, this is this is. The, I think any comic you talk to, mm-hmm. um, really, even from a, like a open mic perspective mm-hmm. to like pros, everyone knows. Sometimes you say stuff. That's like too extreme because yep. you think that's the right amount of extreme to mm-hmm. get a big laugh. Yeah. And then the audience just goes like, oh, no, <laughs> yeah. that's not right at all. Yeah. And I think, you know, he did that once. Like, uh, you've seen the clip, I imagine. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. We've all seen the clip. Yeah, yeah. But he did that once. And then I think he felt the audience like tense up and then he was like, all right, the only way out of this is keep going through it. Yeah. Like I'll keep, I'll get him mm. if I just hit it harder and again. Yeah. Uh, and that was not the case for Mr. Michael Richards. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you followed the rest of that story, but yeah, he, he ain't got much a career no more. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He was, but I did hear he wasn't actually that funny on anyway. He was just kind of a he famous wasn't that guy. Funny anyway, no. Uh, yeah. He was just a famous guy who like did stand up because he had a name. Yeah. Uh, but you know, from what I understand, he wasn't that good a comedian, and exp- explains why he got in that spot because mm-hmm. he wasn't that good a comedian. Yeah, um, but if, if but it's good at what he does, which is hate yeah. black people. <laughs> And there's, like, physical stuff on Seinfeld, I get that, but it didn't translate to a stage show at all, and I think, like, mm. um... But he was great on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which like, I he's think... Funny. He's funny. I think funny. Larry David half wrote that to yeah. just help out. It was like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, everyone thinks you're racist, but <laughs> like, let's address it. He was on Letterman, like, a couple of days after. I saw that, that. Yeah. yeah. And everyone started laughing during his oh, apology. man. That would be the word, like... Well, was it, I don't think it had, like, fully hit yet. No. I no. think at that point they were like, oh, it's Kramer, he got into some crazy antics <laughs> and then and then like a few more days later people were like oh, oh this is a shit. Bill Cosby level situation <laughs> this I is an icon that has fallen to the earth I love how Sa- like Jerry Seinfeld who like addressed the audience and then crossed over live to Kramer <laughs> he was just like stop laughing because yeah, was yeah. fucking laughing he did yeah. yeah he had to be like guys this is not a bit yeah, like, this isn't like a bit yeah he's yeah. actually apologizing his, his life is hanging in the balance right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was bizarre, like walking past all these places in LA with like so much history to it, mm. and you're like, "Fuck, this is where like uh, you know, there's you're like zero degrees of separation when you're in that room. Like you're seeing all mm. these people like that have done amazing things. That's what really, yeah. I mean, I, I um, me, you know? yeah, I didn't spend that much time in LA. I was I was only there for like maybe a day or so. I spent a lot of time in New York though, mm-hmm. and um, like New York is just a cool city. There's yeah. cool stuff, and there's a great like population density. So there's cool stuff everywhere. But also, it just feels cinematic. Yeah, to walk down to like a corner like bodega or whatever and get a shitty bagel mm-hmm. from like a guy who's like annoyed that you're there because you're screwing up his like drug selling thing at the <laughs> bodega like you, you know really bad like thing like old cigarettes and shit yeah. but like you you walk down the street and you feel like wow like my I have a life that has meaning right now like there's perhaps it's an illusion given to you by just absorbing cinema and so many things are set in New York or mm-hmm. have been set in New York yeah. that you just feel like oh I, I know these places I know yeah. these streets mm-hmm. um, and man there is some wicked bagels <laughs> man I love bagels I love me some bagels yeah, Appara- yeah. apparently there's a bagel stand at Fringe Someone told me, okay. and I haven't been there yet, and I'm going to destroy it. That's, I'm going to wreck yeah, that bagel stand. Man. If like uh, that's one place I'd like to visit, like on my bucket list, is like a proper Jewish deli. Oh, like, I mean, go to go to Russell Daughters in yeah. uh, in New York. I mean, there's Jewier places you can go. <laughs> Jewier, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can definitely find. You can go Jewier, but uh, <laughs> Russian da- Russell Daughters is, a, I think, a. I mean, it is a. It's an institution. It's a landmark, mm-hmm. and uh, you go there and you. Um, 
you get like a fresh bagel like you don't need to toast it mm-hmm. uh, some cream cheese and some lox like some salmon and oh my god it's just it's such a thing so good. it's such a thing like the girl who took me there I will always like hold in a special place in my heart mm-hmm. because she gave me Russ and Daughters yeah um, so good the food in New York is crazy she knew, she knew exactly where to go mm-hmm. yeah also she went down on me <laughs> oh shit oh shit dog <laughs> she knew where to go downtown boom nanas yeah. boom <laughs> Nanas. <laughs> that, well, that is a perfect way to end the podcast, I reckon. Boom, boom Nanas. Yeah, all right, Boom Nanas. <laughs> so um, let's recap the dates really quick because I have a terrible memory. Oh, yes. From, uh, um, sec- yeah, so Jez Watts, Sex Lies, and Video Games. Uh, Thursday, the 20th of January to Saturday, the 30th of January at 10 p.m. at Noodle Palace. That's this week if you're listening. This uh, week, if you are listening this week. This week, yeah, if you're yeah fortunate enough to listen this week. Um, and you'll be, what, six? 16 dates in Adelaide? Yeah, 16 days. I'm doing about 30 gigs. Shit. Uh, I'm going to try and do more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll be doing that. But it's I'm like in two a day. Well, I got, yeah, got some two a days and some three a days. Shit. Three uh, days uh, for me is the best I've had so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I mean, I'm just desperate to get better at comedy. Yeah. So, like, any stage time I'm going to do is great. That's why Fringe is great. Mm-hmm. I get all this stage time in Darren the Explorer as a <laughs> monkey guy. <laughs> It sounds dumb, but it's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get all that like stage. I'm on stage for an hour. Yeah, uh, I get my solo show for an hour, mm-hmm. uh, and all these like guest spots and all this kind of stuff. Like I'm gonna get nice and sharp. Yeah, after Fringe, which is nice. That's cool. Well, fuck, you weren't kidding when you were talking about well, I've got hustle. Bro- I've got what's the thing? I've got uh, yeah, I've got 66 spots booked currently between now and mid March. That's awesome. Uh, and then in April, I'm opening for Brian Persane on his yeah. first Australian tour. Boom, Nana's. Oh, fuck yeah, I was at a. Uh, a a chicken place right next to UCB Upright Citizen Brigade cool. in, yeah, in yeah, LA. Yeah. Hey, I know UCB. <laughs> UCB man, and uh, UCB Brian, man. Brian Posehn walked in and ordered a sandwich. And oh, that's so I don't cool. know why that's like. I'll ask him if he remembers you. <laughs> Cause I'm going in for bad percent. <laughs> oh, it was just funny, man. I, I, like, yeah, I mainly know him from like uh, the Doug Benson podcast and like, oh yeah, Tim and Eric and all that shit. Sure, sure. Um, What's the thing? Like, he, I've been a fan of him since I was a child. He is awesome. Like, there was yeah. a, there was a show many years ago now called yeah. Just Shoot Me, mm-hmm. which he played like Kevin the weird male guy on that show. Yeah, I, David, I, David I, Spade just shoot me. Yes, David yeah. Spade just shoot me. Yeah, okay. I liked him as the male guy before I'd like even watch stand up for the first time yeah so I, I've like known him since I was a child you know in a sense <laughs> yeah uh, but also like his stand up is great he mm-hmm. co-writes Deadpool who's my favourite superhero yep. guy yeah um, he, he, like he's done loads of things that are really cool mm-hmm. uh, so it's very exciting yeah to, I, to have hustled into the gig I love that uh, that little period he had where he quit weed and then when was like, this I'm, I'm not sure I think he uh, actually he might not really smoke weed now mm. but what happened during the period um, it was like a year or two I think he like went it was a really big talk show like uh, I don't know I can't remember whether it was Conan or like uh, Fallon or mm-hmm. but he was like I stopped smoking weed for wow. now yeah. and then like no joke a couple of months later he came back and was like yeah, <laughs> I that, started smoking uh, weed yeah again. I started smoking weed again. <laughs> weed, is, weed is fun yeah. uh, I can see why he came back yeah oh that's funny man but um yeah that, that that was for some reason like one of the moments that i had in my head was him walking in and ordering a sandwich no that's a great moment yeah yeah because he's really tall he, well that's the thing yeah. yeah he's a larger than life figure yeah. like literally and also figuratively mm. um but yeah anytime i've got a chance to like hang out 
or, yeah. or even just me but like really like to hang out with comedians I've looked up to for 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. like Greg Fleet uh, Greg Fleet owes me money <laughs> you know how cool that is that's awesome like like I don't know necessarily what you know him from I know he's done a lot of like mm-hmm. acting and stuff yeah but in stand up like he changed the game in Australian stand up mm. like he changed it forever yeah um, Stuart Lee he's, he's one of my all time favorite stand ups he's an English guy mm-hmm. um, he, he wrote a book and in the book he's talking about hanging out with Greg Fleet and like when I read that I was like oh, Greg Fleet is my friend <laughs> I've, I'm only like one step away from yeah. Stuart Lee yeah. who's like one of my ultimate idols in stand up yeah. Um, it's 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 a really cool thing just to meet famous people. Yeah. And also, like, in you hope, at least, in, like, a just world, they're famous because they're exceptional. And mm-hmm. it's cool to meet someone who's exceptional, even if they're not... Yeah. ...got, not, got notoriety, you mm-hmm. know? Like, exceptional people are just interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, I don't know, but when you rub shoulders with those people... Um, Hopefully you you get inspired like you you kind of get little glimpses little pieces of their energy as they you know, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean No I, I no, absolutely not, not, do. not to sound all like new agey and fucking No no well this is the thing we are yeah. all energy mm. uh, there's that famous Bill Hicks quote uh, because I'm bringing up Bill Hicks doesn't mean I'm unfunny listener <laughs> um, but there is that famous there is that famous Bill Hicks quote yeah. um, that you know like we're all uh, all matter is merely energy condensed to a slow vibration. Yeah. You know, and that's very true. Like, we are, we are all just energy. Mm-hmm. In a very literal sense, that's true. Yeah. Um, and we're constantly losing and gaining atoms. Mm-hmm. And I think even just proximity to another person... Yeah. ...makes you share something fundamental. Exactly. You yeah. know? Like, yeah. I think that's why couples become very similar over mm. time. Yeah. You know, partly. Yeah. So, like, I... I, I that's so you're, you're, you're a little piece of Brian Posehn. <laughs> a little piece, man. Um, but it's like... <laughs> a little piece of Posehn, man. <laughs> oh, my God. But I do find that you kind of turn into who you hang around with mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. like, not to sound shallow, like, oh, I want to hang out with fucking successful, famous people, but I do find that there is some Yeah, worth- I've turned into a heroin addict, by the way. <laughs> Because I'm such a good friend with Greg Flake. Yeah. Uh, that you know, guy loves heroin. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, like when you're in the same room, you, you do share that vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it does rub off on you, like in positive way. It can. Like, yeah, or, or negative. It can, or it can, negative. It can like, easily do so. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can meet, like, someone that you looked up to that's a complete douchebag in person. Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, fuck, that, that really happens. sucks. But, that yeah. happens. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, that hasn't really happened to me, but it's happened to, like, comic friends of mine have mm-hmm. met, like, some comic that they really liked. Yeah. And then, uh, like, just really didn't get along in person. And it mm-hmm. kind of ruined their appreciation for that person's comedy yeah. at that point. You know, because it's such a personal thing. And especially when someone differs from their stage persona. And yeah. that can be very confronting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of, yeah, like a lot of um, musicians and creative people. Like, they're they actually strangely really introverted and quite... Mm have a little bit of social anxiety but that's, then that's the thing I have, yeah I have a lot of that yeah same um, here and then, but, yeah, yeah. You know, when I'm on stage behind a drum kit I'm like different. fuck it you have like, a power there totally that's like, your place yeah exactly yeah. no you're right no, like, it, no it is it's yeah. like finally I like, think that first eight years in comedy mm. is just feeling comfortable on stage that you can be you yeah um, and feeling that you belong there as well yeah like even yeah definitely still now yeah like I don't feel like I belong on stage I feel like I want to be there all the time but like who's letting me do this this mm. is crazy that I should be allowed to do that's this. That's weird. That's the same shit that I get. Some, like, I could be playing a really 
whatever gig and then still kind of come off stage kind of feeling like I cheated my way into getting it. I mean, that's you the know thing. what I, I mean? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, weird. certainly if, if you were like, especially if you're like making money from art, yeah, like that's the greatest that's, trick of all yeah, time. It is, yeah. You get to do this thing that you love, you truly love and have a passion for. Yeah. Uh, and it like, it enables you to eat. Mm. Like that's such a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I used to use funny stories like 100% just to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> And now people pay me money for it. Yeah. Like, not that much money, not that much, not that often. You can get a cheeseburger after a gig. Oh, I can get yeah. a lot more than a cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, not if you count all the money I lost in comedy as well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can get negative 200 cheeseburgers. <laughs> Hell but, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to check out that bagel tent that you're talking about. Is that at French Royal? It is, it is. Okay, uh, well, I'm saying, I, haven't, I haven't found it yet. Someone <laughs> oh, told me it exists, somewhere. and they could be messing with me. It's um, I went to a festival a couple months ago called Disconnect. It's like mm-hmm. a new festival. Yeah, we played. Yeah, my, oh, my you there? Yeah, we, we oh, played shit. in the chapel. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw the venue. I actually didn't see any of the music. I just hung out with comics and yeah, saw yeah, comedy. Yeah, it was really cool, really cool. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was, it was a cool festival. But they had a bagel tent there. They did. And I yeah. spent $53 on bagels. On in, the one night or in across? A 12 hour period. 12 hour period, okay. Yeah, yeah. That. It's a lo- it is a lot Listen I know you're not that impressed But it's a lot of bagels <laughs> It's a lot of bagels And I, the thing is Every time people saw me I had like a new bagel yeah. And I was just like Pulling out of pockets And things as well And so then it became This running thing of like yeah, yeah. It's just got more bagels yeah, Like yeah. how could it be Eating this many bagels So now like, So then, that, then comedians Came and reported to me Without me asking Putting out feelers They're yeah, like yeah. Did you know that there's Bagels at Fringe World <laughs> And they're, they're just like wait, Lying in wait To see me Cackle up to the stand And throw my money away that's great man i i was uh, saying to a band man of mine like we we measure our years based on the I thought you were festival. gonna say dicks <laughs> we measure our decks um we measure our years based on like the the fringe festival oh yeah so it's like when fringe comes around we're like fuck that's another year yeah i actually i'm more or less using it for my own benchmark yeah yeah Cause, and because like, i started in like a january it's mm, january yeah. february already so been a year that, like that that was kind of what i was hinting at like it was just time is going by really quick well yeah but that's the thing i mean in my last well i mean yes we're all dying yeah we all know that uh, <laughs> but i mean yeah the thing is this last year has been crazy good for me yeah so yeah. like i'm not the thing is i'm i normally you know have a fear of death as as do we all yeah uh Right now, I'm just like, my God, man, if I, this is what I did in a year, what can I do mm. if I reach my average natural lifespan? Mm-hmm. If I hit 65, 75, I don't do math anymore, got a better <laughs> chance. <Yeah>. But, <laughs> but if I hit like a, a big age and like I've, man- I've managed to do this much in three years of comedy, which I'm, you know, really happy and ex- excited about. You'll remember the rest of your life. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I'll also like be really good yeah. at some point. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing with the time frame. Definitely. But man, yeah, like, I can, don't, I can, don't you want to make art that you'll be making in twenty years yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I can feel, I can feel, I can feel your energy. Mm. <laughs> We're touching dicks. <laughs> Sword fighting. Um, like I can feel. I love getting people. Like I, I say this all the time. I love getting people in here that are just about to do some crazy shit. Okay. Yeah. So like, um, it's really cool for me because uh, I get. I love feeding off that energy from people, and like mm-hmm. I, I, that inspires me to go off and do my own thing. Cool, cool. What so, have, have I inspired you to murder any fish? <laughs> no, but like 
Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, I love getting people in, and it makes. Yeah, it gives inspiration, for, like, like to me to to keep going. Mm. Like, uh, so for this is very much like a therapy for me. Uh, so yeah, it like it means a lot to to have people to yeah come also, in. Also, yeah, I have your prescription. Um, <laughs> I, I had to get it from Greg Fleet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's a lot more than the podcast for me. Like, I don't think about listeners. I don't think mm-hmm. about like any of that any of that numbers stuff like what are you doing it for like where do you want to be like, do you want to grow it and like that's not okay. that's the thing I think I yeah. mean I, I don't see the point of mm. uh, I mean as much as I hustle and like do try to grow my career mm-hmm. um, I don't see the point of that being the main focus of yeah. any artistic endeavor yeah. like you should be trying to grow as a person yeah but yeah. like uh, trying to grow an audience like actively adjusting what you're doing mm-hmm. to build an audience yeah feels like counter- counterproductive maybe mm-hmm. you know you should do what what makes you uh, fulfilled, yeah, and then hopefully there are people that are into it. But I, I also get that there has to be some degree of that in order to facilitate, you know, the amount of stage time or whatever time that you get. Yeah, but you don't have that worry with podcasts. Yeah, exactly. So That's th- super sweet. This is awesome. Like I can talk for an hour or two hours or five minutes about. Hey, it feels like five hours. <laughs> no, I've had a great time so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope. Yeah, thanks for coming, dude. Um, I wish you all the best for 2016. Uh, I'm sure it'll be. I can feel it. It's going to be good. I can feel it. Can you feel it? Can I can feel, feel it? it. You can't, yeah. I can feel it. Sometimes you just know. Well, this, right? is, this is the thing, yeah. man. Like, You're a neuroscientist. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just know, you just, like, like in a science a, way. You get, like, a feeling, and then you just like, go with feeling that feeling. feeling is like magic, right? <laughs> Which is how everything works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is the thing, man. I, I never thought this last year would happen the way it happened. Mm, yeah. I, like, set a bunch of goals I thought were crazy, mm-hmm. uh, and I, like, met or exceeded almost all of them, and yeah. then, so I'll just see what this year brings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty exciting things on the horizon. Like, we've got a sellout show that I'm in. Uh, I've got my solo show this week, mm-hmm. which is a huge milestone for me, just yep. being able to fill that time with stuff, yep. I think, is good. Traveling interstate. Yeah, yeah, and, like, and like I get to open for another hero of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, just got to do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's me done for two years of accomplishments. Yeah. And then I get to do another thing. So, and, yeah, like, touring interstate. Like, we went to Sydney earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Or, or last year. Late yep. last year. Yeah. Uh, now going to Adelaide, and I'll, I'll do Sydney and Melbourne this year as well. There you um, go. It's a, it's a vehicle it's, for it's, more experiences. That's it. Well, that's the yeah. thing. And it'll just make me grow. Mm. Um, yeah, like, my favorite comedian of all time who doesn't do comedy anymore, he's, like... Uh, I think volunteering in Tibet. Okay. Something very ludicrous. Um, But uh, that actually sounds really ignorant of me to be like, how dare he volunteer in Tibet? Uh, That's a really laudable thing. It's great. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he was a a fantastic comic, uh, Nick's son. Okay. Uh, And I asked him once, like, hey, man, like, and I was really new to comedy, like, you saw my set. How can I do better? Mm -hmm. And I know now that the answer he gave me was because he didn't want to specifically be like, all this stuff is terrible that you're doing. He's, so he just said, like, hey, just do gigs. Uh, and I said, all right, well, where should I do gigs? Like, there's not many gigs here. And it's just like, what you should do is you should live for three months in each major city in Perth, uh, in, uh, in Australia, uh, and then do gigs in each of those cities because they'll each shape you in different ways. Mm, yeah. Um, and then, like, the, the, the between the lines of that was, you're terrible, don't ask me for more advice, go away. <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time. I was like, oh, Nick's son thinks I should move. Yeah. Uh, so I I'm very excited to do like real time like not just like a week or whatever but to do actual yeah. like months Instead of, like, in other cities of the shows, like, actually and live. really get a feel for like what yeah. do those people what, how are they culturally different mm-hmm. from the people 
people I normally perform Live to. Live and breathe in the city. Yeah. How to, bit, and also, that, I think, that, you know, that facilitates writing mm. as well. Like, you want you don't want to keep writing about the same stuff and the same experiences. Yeah. You want to, like, broaden your horizon exactly. so your art becomes more interesting. There's only so much you can write just sitting at home. Yeah. You know well, I mean? like, and I don't have yeah. any mining material. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. So there. And also, I don't give a shit about Gosnells or Armadale or Midland. All right? Yeah. It's fine. Some people are poor. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Mate, Fucking make up some original shit, please. I'm from Armadale and I don't like what you Oh, someone from Armadale's in the house. Oh! <laughs> oh, hide your wallets. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, I, I would love... Is it clear to, I hate suburb humour? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a cop-out. I love it. It's yeah. great. They yeah. love it in Armadale. I'm sure you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you ever gotten that shit before? Uh, what do you, have I gotten it? Yeah, what do, like, what do you mean? Like, I'm from... I don't find it funny, no. I'm from whatever, and I don't like what you said about... Whatever. Oh, well, that's just, no. this is the thing. I don't really do suburb jokes anyway. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. I hate them. Yeah. I really genuinely hate them. I, think, I don't think they belong it's in comedy. It's a weird thing to identify with. Well, that's the thing. They work really well. I mean, suburb humor is maybe equivalent to hack. Yeah. In a sense. It's sort of, I think, falls under the subset of hack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hack, like, by, people have very different definitions. My favorite definition uh, was, I think, partially coined by Ben Mulvey. Uh, hack comedy is a successful comedy that I personally don't like. Yeah. All the stuff I don't like, oh, that's fucking hack bullshit. And, and and this thing people walk around saying like hag is the worst thing you possibly do I feel like it's not landing with you but it's a really great definition <laughs> it's really great who would yeah what's a hack comedian that you can think of like, oh, the only like one I can Dane think of Cook. is Dane Cook Dane I was going to say that well, no, that's what everyone would say. That's, like, the most recognizable. Why is he, like, the the epitome of hack? All right, so I guess a broader, <laughs> maybe a more approachable definition of hack. Because uh, I was like, yeah, this is great. And yeah. you just, like, look at me like, is it over? <laughs> yes. I generally have that look all the time anyway. I, <laughs> well, I apologize. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> it's weird that the yeah, people, like... Go straight to Dane Cook when they mention hacks. Well, funny. yeah, I mean, he's become <laughs> maybe more of a symbol for it, but yeah. I mean, he is totally a fucking hack. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, I think everyone, he's probably the most famous hack, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so hack comedy, I guess, would be stuff that is, uh, it's obvious, like you might have heard that joke in a different format mm. previously, or that premise or whatever, like dealt yeah. with in the same way. Yeah. So it's obvious it's done, it's, so it's not contributing anything new to the art form. Also, it tends to be sort of lowest common denominator stuff. Like, I guess- like the, jokes and shit like yeah yo that's like can be really funny um yeah. there's a great comedian Carl Kinane uh, from Chicago he says uh, I think a wonderful quote which is that there are no hack premises just hack jokes because mm-hmm. Louis CK's got a great bit about babies crying on planes total yeah. hack premise right mm-hmm. yeah but the bit is about how babies cry on planes because they hate gay marriage and all the gay people are getting married now because yeah. babies are like gay marriage racist or something I forget exactly the term but it was like a really great bit right it was yeah. it was interesting it was creative but it was a hack premise mm-hmm. Dane Cook would just be like babies crowd out please that would sound like this wouldn't they wah, wah. don't you hate it yeah. don't you hate it guys and everyone's like yes we do hate it yeah. we do hate that thing <laughs> anything oh my god anything I could talk about hack all day yeah. anything <laughs> anything that is just like a, a long 
passionate like uh, opinion mm-hmm. that obviously everyone's going to agree with yeah yeah <laughs> do we think we should legalize weed right yeah. right Le- can i get a round of applause for legalizing yeah. weed yeah everyone wants to legalize or weed. like the last time i got high this is what happened and you just stay- say like the most obvious shit like yeah, yeah yeah i was staring at a blah blah yeah 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 i, I mean but that being said that set up someone could do something good with it mm. yeah yeah like i, I got high really, yeah and a baby's ha- did i don't know what <laughs> Uh, you need a better comedian than me to do that. Yeah. Do you think it's the same as like musicians like just well, the thing. I think rehashing? There's, there's, yeah, there's rehashed pop music, yeah, pop music that is not particularly creative, and mm. it's pop music by numbers as well. Like, and this, the thing is, you can actually be relatively successful doing. You that. can. You can make a career out of it. But then there comes a time when people kind of look to other things. They're like, "All right, we're kind of done with that." Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Kind I, of doing. Yeah, I think if you you get eventually called out if like, you do yeah. one thing, mm. and that's the only thing that you do and that thing is not like growing your yeah. art or whatever you just do this one thing mm-hmm. I think people I think that has like a time in the zeitgeist that yeah. people are like well we kind of we like that thing yeah but then people always will move on because people keep growing yeah uh, and if you haven't been growing as well well now you had your time it's not gonna yeah. come ra- back around like yeah. fashions might be cyclical but mm-hmm. your act isn't and like your songs aren't necessarily gonna be cyclical if you unless you are growing as an artist you know like yeah. the really people who have like a really good shelf life mm-hmm. are the people who keep changing yeah and sometimes for the worse mm-hmm. sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse and then the better yeah. you know like a, a career as an artist I think is a wonderful thing to pursue because mm-hmm. you get to build a relationship with an audience have that go on through multiple years and you change and yeah. they change reinvent and, yourself oh and, you yeah. know it's, it's, it's cool it's fucking fun What's the, that's the thing yeah <laughs> It's, oh yeah, it's I forgot about that fun. whole thing. Yeah, the whole fun thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's super fun. Yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, you do it. Like I do it because I can't really do anything else. Better. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the reason everybody like starts pursuing art full time. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like, oh yeah, why well, have any other skills now? <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw a great Onion article <laughs> the other day. Thirty-three year old man uh, realizes he should probably just commit to the band. Because he can't... It's too late to do anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you taking that band seriously? Yeah, yeah, real serious. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I fucking live in a share house. And <laughs> that I don't... That's like... Yeah, and I work at a coffee shop. <laughs> and I don't know if you... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, am I describing you right now? Yeah, I, that, I wear a hat. That's me to uh, a T. I wear a <laughs> flannel shirt and a hat. <laughs> Way too much jewelry. Collect Star Wars cards. But that's the thing. That's where I'm at too, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't collect Star Wars cards because I'm not a loser. Yes. Uh, I do have yeah. a BB-8 because uh, yeah. I'm a cool guy. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like at this point, you know, I was building a career in science. I spent like eight years in science, mm. um, and now. You know, I've burned those bridges. Like, there's no going back. And I know no, I don't want to. Mm. But, um, you know, I'm into comedy only a few years. But this is it. Mm. I'm doing comedy now forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope it goes well. Yeah. <laughs> feels good, though, doesn't it? Oh, it feels, it feels, it feels amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially yeah. it feels amazing to, like, have some successes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'd still be doing it if I didn't have those great moments of this last year and, and, and the mm-hmm. things that are happening earlier this year. But, um but man like it's way easier to be motivated to see some success like you just got signed right like that must be a great thing yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so now you've like oh yes this legitimizes yeah that, that's this ultimately <laughs> selfish pursuit of mine <laughs> exactly yeah just to like you know aggrandize myself and fulfill me yeah and, oh, like, and it's, actualize it's like not <laughs> 
ultimately it's not the be all and end all like if anything it means more work sure but I'm like but you've, I'm, had, you've had some external validation exactly though, yeah that maybe what you're doing is not a pipe dream yeah you know which, yeah exactly which yeah. I mean certainly like 99% of comedians if not higher mm-hmm. like it's a pipe dream yeah yeah I mean really we're lucky in Perth that at this low level you can start getting this kind of stuff mm-hmm. like it's stuff that normally you, you get if you're get five six years relatively easy well that's, yeah. a, well, that's the thing yeah. it's a small pool which mm-hmm. means that when people visit here like big people like the people I've been able to open for yeah. there's not that many people here to, to vie for it mm-hmm. like because I've gotten well, so I emceed for Duncan Trussell Duncan Tr- for, he's uh, one of my all time favourites he's really cool to talk Little to Little Esther as well Little Esther as well yeah. I uh, actually didn't know her comedy before I got booked for the gig and then I looked her up and I was like oh she's really good mm. which was lucky because I was booked for it then Yeah. Uh, but yeah Duncan Trussell was so cool to hang out with he's such a cool guy yeah he's super yeah super oh, chill really interesting yeah. um, <laughs> I love his podcast man it's like a mishmash yeah. of like he's a weirdo man he is, and I like I that I love it I love it like, yeah. that, that's the thing though. it was like, such a great audience that came out so everyone like, that loved his podcast like mm-hmm. who came to the shows 250 people sold out mm-hmm. like all just so excited for comedy and so excited Duncan was there yeah um, it was beautiful because my act maybe skews a little towards that yeah that that realm uh, which is a little bit weird yeah um, it was beautiful to be able to walk out on stage and be like there's 250 people here who are on board for everything I'm planning to say yeah you know that was cool I haven't really had that moment before mm, yeah it was great just to perform to his audience yeah um, but yeah like the people like uh, Demi Lardner who I don't know if you know she's an Australian comic really good real like legit been on TV a bunch of times but also like really interesting uh, she did that gig in another state and there was just no one of Demi Lardner's level here mm-hmm. to do it so I hustled into it and like we met and then she found out I did that gig and then she was treating me as a peer mm. and then somebody had to basically tell her like no 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 he's years behind you like you shouldn't be giving him that level of respect he's nobody yeah yeah like he's <laughs> just a lucky fuck yeah, yeah. Um, she was cool though to me as well yeah. Um, but yeah yeah that's awesome man yeah that's that's great like like you said you yeah you're able to meet just being in the same room being on the same lineup <sighs> so cool. as, yeah it's so cool like it, yeah that's all you could they're like, little you, bonuses like, like how does it work being a, music, a musician do you when you meet a musician you look up to mm-hmm. do you ask them for tips do you be like how do you approach music stuff because no, like no. I mean often in comedy it's a thing of like oh what can like I'm working on this thing mm-hmm. uh, can you help me so it's yeah. like you're almost like trying to actively seek these people who are ahead of you yeah. to like give you their insights mm-hmm. so is that that's not like a music that's thing not, at all I think uh, it's more just like hanging out being cool dudes together <laughs> pretty much like I, and it, ladies it might be easier I don't know if it's easier per se for comics because you know like talking is your thing so like it's mm-hmm. like how they, like it's very to ask the muso about specific musician type things mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder and it, it, it feels like you're kind of maybe stepping over the boundary a little bit okay. if, when you're asking about how did you produce that thing that you right. produced like it's probably a little bit too transparent but um, <laughs> no no I, I don't find the need I, I think just being in the room with them mm-hmm. and seeing how they interact with people after a show seeing them walk off stage seeing the crew working together it's little things like that that I pick up on and right. I then try and translate yeah. into watching a master thing. yeah watching yeah. a master work mm-hmm. oh yeah. there's nothing like that yeah like just nothing watching like people like uh you know 
in a team environment like mm-hmm. get the show set up get the projections working get the lighting done mm. that to me gets me off like watching everyone work together like just clockwork jacking off just in the corner jacking off in the corner oh, I love it <laughs> and then the show happens and then like before you know it the show's over right they walk off and then they do whatever ritual they do like eat talk to people sacrifice virgins sacrifice virgins I mean that's what I do after <laughs> but like I, I, I like just, just other open mic comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> other rivals that, yeah 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 potential rivals coming <laughs> yeah. up behind me um that's what I like feeding off of mm-hmm. like just seeing them work basically okay. because um yeah I'm pretty simple man like um yeah I don't I actually avoid going up to them and being like hey I'm a really big fan I mean that's the thing is yeah like, you, you kind of don't necessarily want to do that even in yeah. comedy or whatever yeah. but you end up I mean some people don't it's, um, it does happen though yeah. but yeah I mean I don't know where you, you don't want to be a, you don't want to be a weird starstruck fanboy yeah. or whatever but you obviously really want to talk to them yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know sort of suck out their comedy juice yeah. in whatever way you can <laughs> and they'll yeah. let you <laughs> uh, I love how everything turns dirty with you. I do that to my friends yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's they, my act as well. I know, like, <laughs> like I, I do that to certain people, and they swear that I'm creepy. But it's like, no, that's my shit. I man. am creepy though. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. don't take me as your baseline. <laughs> I'm a creepy dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny when I have been flirting with girls on stage a lot more lately. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if I'm like weirding them out and they're just being polite. Yeah, uh, or if they seem to enjoy it. But I'm going to assume <laughs> being a you know like a, a cisgendered a cisgendered like white heterosexual man uh, that everything I do uh, everyone looks upon favorably. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, like I'm sure these women are just uh, pleased that I'm talking to them. Yeah. I mean, I am a man yeah. after all. Chicks uh, love that shit, eh? Chicks love dicks. <laughs> Oh my goodness What a perfect way Wow we've ended this podcast Like three times That's my fault though It always happens to get Like I always, I always like Hint at the goodbye And then like another hour goes by But that's usually a good sign That it was a, a good talk Yeah So Now I think it's funny If I just make it awkward <laughs> <laughs> That's why I went quiet I was like Yeah you're saying how great it is And then I'll just like Completely undercut him Yeah Yeah uh, And just not saying anything for, Just like, I'll just walk out <laughs> Yeah <laughs> But uh, thanks again dude for coming Oh thank um, you man I, Yeah I've had a good time And uh uh, all the best for your shows all the best in Adelaide stay safe um, I'm sure this year will be fucking awesome for mm-hmm. you. and you have fun uh, using all that Centrelink money yes and whatever, whatever else that you're doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, some of us don't get uni money dude <laughs> well yeah some of us are gonna stop pretty soon yeah I, I better get skilled man I'm skilled in about zero things at the moment except uh, World of Warcraft but that's I played three months of that. Yeah. Uh, the first three months of that. Mm-hmm. And I went, you know what? You can this see- is going to be my entire life. Yeah. You can see where it's headed and you're yeah. like, nah, I'm not going to commit I to just, that. I just, yeah. <laughs> Man, oh, that is that is some great addiction it's medicine, crack. you know? Yeah, it's that's the thing. That's what they're designed for. Yeah, yeah. It taps into your whole reward system. Yeah, absolutely. Like, wow. No, the parts of your brain that activate mm. uh, when playing a well-designed video game, mm-hmm. same parts that activate for drug use. Drug use yeah. is genuinely true. Dopamine, yeah, endorphins, all Absol- that. Absolutely, man. Reward, like, oh my you, god, you I- can look. Yeah, you can look at mm-hmm. the brain chemistry. Like, you look at those neurons firing. Yep. And yep, that's a drug addict, and that's a drug addict. You're yeah. both drug addicts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just one of them like uses a mouse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Like uh, you actually feel the accomplish. Like it, it substitutes real life accomplishment. I know, right? Get, like, how cool like, oh, is oh, it? God, I got you the don't have to do shit. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've saved the world? <laughs> From so many different things. I'm so good at saving the world. I am great. 
you have any real things I've done? Not many things. <laughs> Not many things. But, but I've, I've saved the world so I've many times. I've saved galaxies. But, yeah, that is true, in <laughs> fact. Mass Effect. Abso- you know? Well, you know, <laughs> I did one of three possible things in Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> had, sex, had, had sex with all the crew Oh, members. I did have sex with everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yes, my shepherd was a fuck monster. <laughs> That was a pimp. That was his name, actually. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Monster Shepherd. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, thanks. <laughs> We're going to end this before it gets too crazy. Thanks, Jez, for coming. Uh, yeah, catch him at Fringe World, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Sex, Lies, and Video Games. Uh, um, Darren which, the Explorer. Which venue? Infinite Jest. Infinite Jest. So do you have, like, a tent oh. set up or...? Uh, yeah, so Sex, Lies is at Noodle Palace. Yep. No, uh, Noodle Palace, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren the Explorer is at Noodle Palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Infinite Jest every Monday at the Flying Scotsman. Uh, I am there most. Well, I'm yeah. there every Monday. I'll be on stage most ones. Because fuck it, I run that shit. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't get paid money. Like a boss. <laughs> I get paid stage time, yo. Um, I'm, I'm just glad that they're doing something in Piccadilly Arcade. Is Are they? Where? No, no, no. no it's Central Safe. Oh, they changed it. Yeah. First one was Piccadilly. Yeah. It was good. Okay, wasn't that good? Air, well, I think the air conditioning, asbestos issues. Oh, like yeah. the fact that everyone's going to die now? That they, they were in yeah. the crowd? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some small issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they moved to Central Tape, and that's it's, it's, it's really cool. It's like, like a, an auditorium. It's, uh, well, they've got all these different rooms. So, okay. basically, took up the whole campus, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like a hub. Okay. And there's like eateries and drinks, and it's it's cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, Tafe represent. Uh, go and check out Jez Watts at a show um, somewhere at Fringe. Yeah, Fuck and if you listen to this later, well, you should have been in the past. <laughs> you can go every Monday to one of your Yeah, you can come every Monday. To every, every Monday if you have nothing to do better. Yeah. Five bucks. Yeah, five bucks. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Thank you. See ya.